Hello, everyone. My name is Matt, aka Legion Rex, and welcome to a wonderfully spooky episode of The Gap. I'm your host. With me, I have my equally as scary co-host, Shane, aka the bearded one. How are you doing today, Shane? Is that going to be your no? Intro I was from now on? <laughs> I forgot that I was going to get bloody stream ready, and I didn't have it ready, so I had to improvise. <laughs> That's just that's just that's what I want my introduction to be. It's like I'll, also with me, I have my co-host Shane. How are you doing today, Shane? Just bloody, just bloody, just stream. blare it into the mic. With me and also with us, we have our distinguished guest Spencer. How are you doing today, Spencer? I am doing great. One Didn't we start one calling one him a co-host at this point? Kinda, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah but basically, yeah. Basically. I'll take either at this point. Um, do you want? Do you want a name tag? Can I get a fucking name tag, dude? Yeah, you. you, you, you can, we can get you a name tag if you want. Dude, give me a fucking name tag, dude. Okay, well that's um, what we need to know if you're a guest or a co-host because it has to be on the name tag. I'm a co-host. Okay, he wants a name tag. But I'm doing good. I'm just having a sip of my delicious cherry Kool-Aid jammer. One of his three caffeinated drinks that he has this lovely morning. Kool-Aid isn't caffeinated, but I get what you're saying. It's got sugar. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. Kind of. Anyway, welcome to the finale of the month of Spook. Welcome to the end of the month of Spook. Yes. Wonderful four weeks of us talking about some spooky horror anime. Um, But but all all good things must come to an end at some point. And today we're going to be talking about the final uh, anime from our month of Spook. And that's Higurashi no Nakakoro ni. But of course... We will get to that. Um, no, Matt, it's when they cry. Get it right. I hate the English title for this. <laughs> it's no, I hate it so no, much. Shane, it's when the evening cicadas cry. Oh, yeah, fuck. That's t- no, you know what? Spencer's right. <laughs> yeah, no, he is technically right. I, I, I hate the English title. Well, that's so unfortunate, seeing as how I could so only get the English logo to put up on screen. It doesn't matter. I will. I will never ever call it that. I will it, never acknowledge this. That it's it, it, when it's when they cry. What's crying? What the <laughs> fuck well, does the that evening mean? Cicadas, clearly, what they should have just called it when the cicadas cry. Then they well, should've. that's too long. English people don't have that kind of but patience. But it's not though, because Umineko is literally when the seagulls cry. So yeah, like and yeah, they could have done guess, that. And guess what? Umineko is called in English. Umineko when they cry. No fucking way. That's good. Yeah, that's what it's called. The people who made the Umineko a- anime, little side tangent, those fuckers can suck my dick. It's the same people who made this one, like exact same what, people. The, what, how they? How did they fuck up so? We'll bad? get into like, that. We'll get into that when we talk about Higarashi because there's okay. a lot of stuff we could actually discuss about that. Uh, but um, there's many things that have, could be talked about. Yeah, but we also have simulcast discussion, including a uh, including uh, an anime we've been wanting to talk about for a while, but finally and finally aired. Did you find? Um, did you see it? New. Oh goddamn it, Matt. Uh, I was busy, um, obviously. So um, we also have some pieces of news, including a couple, uh, some big, uh, some big pieces of news that I think is worthy talking about, uh, and, a, and whatever else comes to mind uh, on this podcast, because we all know that we never ever stay on topic here. Never, mm-hmm. absolutely ever. All I right, know that so the let's... show, the show will go off the air. It will be canceled one day with us talking about like Reese's Puffs or some bullshit. Yeah. Fucking, uh, <laughs> it, it, talking about the Kaimo cream pups once again. Um, 
It's almost like your lip is like a, a strawberry. It's so sweet and tender. Is the only reason I remember that is because I put it in the thumbnail. <laughs> is it bad that I remember more about Nakaimo than some of the other anime we've covered? I remember more about Nakaimo than fucking Ebi Ten. Ebi Ten. I remember more about Nakaimo than some parts of Frank's. I remember more about yeah. Nakaimo than I do like a majority of the ones that I was on. I know. I remember more of Nakaimo than my actual life. Yeah, I, I remember more about Nakaimo than I do like. High School of the Dead. Like, when did we watch that? We watched that back in, like, April. I don't even know what the fuck I was doing in April. I was yeah, watching I, Nakaimo. <laughs> I do remember... I remember watching Nakaimo. Like, that's gonna be in my brain now, permanently, thanks to the fucking random... Thanks to Josh. Um, Excuse me. And partially me. And, and partially me. And partially me. Uh, uh, I think we should get started. Though. Yes. Um, let's talk about some simulcast. Now, Saruni finally premiered. Yes, it It took did. way too long for this damn fucking thing to come out. I did not watch it. I, however, I will be watching it uh, sometime this weekend, as of recording this. So I will have. So I. So I will. So I will be checking it out. Shane, did you check it out? Uh, of course I did. How is it? <sighs> okay. You know how you. You know how you expect like a a a, a standard of quality from Kyo Annie. Yes. That's this sh- show in a nutshell. It's. If you know anything about Kyoto Annie shows, you know pretty much what to expect. That's a that's that's either a, that's a good thing then. That's a good thing. It's a very good thing because Sarune had a great premiere. Um, basically everything you would expect, every good thing you would expect from a Kyoto Annie show is here. It's got gorgeous animation, uh, fantastic art direction. So far, great cast of characters. Uh, it's already got a lot of emotional weight behind it, which makes me care. That's the key word here. Care. Make me care about your show. And, um, yeah, I, I, my sister made a very interesting point that I think Matt will understand once he finally watches it. Near the end of the show, uh, it reminds me a lot of Yuri on Ice. And Yuri on Ice reminds me a lot of Free. Yes. The, the, the reason the, all the same thing. Yeah, the reason I make the the comparison to uh, Yuri on Ice is because the main character obviously shows about archery. Yeah. Um, it's about the main character who something happened in his past to where he doesn't study archery, doesn't do archery anymore, uh, and there yeah. are people that are forming a new club at his new high school. Trying to get, like, really good archers to join to get more members. They try to force him into it, but then he, he has, like, flashbacks of his uh, of what happened in his past. And he realizes, no, I'm not cut out for this. I'm not doing this. And then, by sheer coincidence, he meets uh, a really skilled archer. Like, one of the best in Japan. And the way I'm viewing it in my head, it seems almost like a Yuri on Ice mentor-trainee uh, relationship. It's like Yuri and Victor, except with archers. And if it goes in that direction, honestly, I can see the show being pretty great. Let's hope. Because I fucking love Yuri and Ice. Uh, no, the relationship Victor, between Yuri and Victor is incredible. Yeah, genuinely one of the best fucking relationships I've seen in a long time. So if, um, they, if they go that direction with this show, I have... No doubt that it'll be one of the best of the season, if not best of the year. And hey, if they want to go the fucking the Yaoi 
path to hey it's i'm okay with gay. any i don't think they're going to i'm okay um, with gay though is yeah, i am, is the I point. am extremely okay he i don't know if they're going to i don't think they yeah. will but if they do go the extra mile and make them gay i'm like hey because the only reason yuri on ice went to that direction was because they have a director who got full creative control and it's studio mappa and studio mappa doesn't give fucks so yeah yeah they, they prove they it time and time again they don't give a shit yeah but yeah, that's Sarune. Uh, Sarune's pretty great, and hopefully it, uh, it it holds up that level of quality for the entire season, which it's Kyoto Annie. Uh, despite the fact that it got delayed a week past its original premiere, I, I, I highly doubt that this show is going to be a train wreck. Did Discord already drop? I swear to God. Yeah, it looks like it did. Oh, that's fun. Oh, way to start off the episode. With technical difficulties. That's always a fucking hoot and a holler. Apologies for the delay, everyone. We'll be, uh... Oh, we'll be right back. <laughs> the hey. literal... Hey, hi. Hey. Hey, uh, way to start the episode off with technical difficulties from our great friends at Discord. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what the fuck? What the um, fuck? we started off with Discord problems, so oh. great way to start. That's but yeah, as I was saying, Serune's great, and I hope it stays good. Anyway, what were you talking about, Spencer? Zombieland I was talking Saga. about Zombieland Saga. Go ahead, talk you. about Zombieland Saga. And I asked you if Zombieland Saga is on episode 4 yet. Yes, I watched episode four. Okay. Well, I, so then in my case, after the podcast, I'll be watching episode four. Uh, Zombie Land Saga continues to be the epitome of the word confusion. Uh, honestly, honestly, I got the gist after, like. Well, no, not in that sense. Like, the story is confusing, but, like, we watched the PV. We saw the, the fucking, the, uh, the teaser image. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is not what I was expecting when I first watched Zombieland. Hell, they, they this, this wasn't this wasn't what I was expecting when I watched the first episode. They baited us. They baited uh, us. It was a hard bait, dude. I was literally like, like, like the. I was like, okay, it's gonna be like a kind of like an action horror, maybe with some comedic element. No, no, it, it it's a fucking idol comedy. It's an idol show with zombies. <laughs> it's an idol show with zombies. However, it does multiple genres of music, and I don't know. If episode four still does idol shit and they're kind of uh, yeah, they're st- they're still doing idol shit. Okay, well then they might actually do different types of music because they already shown that apparently they got some fucking amazing rappers. Oh yeah, they can episode also two. Sakura can also heavy metal scream too. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing I want to discuss about Zombieland Saga that's mm-hmm. an issue is the jank mm-hmm. CG for the dance sequences. Oh, God, yeah. really is... jank, dude. And I, I find okay as a Love Live fan, find it kind of funny. And also, you used, you used to jank CG, I'm pretty sure. And also, as a Bang Dream fan, I find it kind of funny. Here's, and also, okay, fine. I watch a lot of idol shows. Here, okay? here's the thing, though. I don't know if they're doing it on purpose. I mean, it would make sense because they're zombies. 
and also they're trying to make fun of idol shows. This is an obvious yeah. like satire. This is this is a satire not only of idol shows but of the idol industry. I can because... I can also confirm that uh, episode four they're sticking to the jank CG because uh, okay. there was another dance sequence that was all in jank CG. So they're just opting to do all those in uh, jank CG, which jank CG. don't know how I feel about that. I think I actually like it, um, but also. Yeah, uh, Love Live, Bang it's also Dream, very jank. Idolish. It's very jank, though. But holy shit. Uh, can we all agree that Manager Kun is the best character? The best oh, yeah. yeah. Fucking character of the season. Tatsumi. Miyano is a fucking god. Uh, Tatsumi is. Uh, he's, he's climbing the ranks of the, one of the best male characters of the entire year, actually. actually this guy is freaking. I actually think that. I actually think that Mamano Miyano gives the best, like, male performance of the year, by the way. The guy playing him gives, like, the best performance he's of the year. He's just full of... Every, he's full of absolute contempt for he, these no, he, girls. He's got so much, like, over-the-top bravado that... You, you can tell that, like, he wants Saga to be big, even though he doesn't know what Saga is. And he, <laughs> does and does he, any of them he, know he, what Saga is? And he, uh, maybe the one, uh, the, the legendary Tai, yeah, the legendary, legendary Tai Yamada, <laughs> who's like a zombie for the majority of the beginning of the show. I want. Yeah. Will they wake? Will she actually wake up by the end of the show? I don't honestly know. I have no idea. I think they just brought in that legendary fucking Saiyan to uh, just do zombie noises. The legendary if they did that. That's fucking, that's fucking funny if they did that's that. That's really funny. What makes her? Sure, what? Why is she legendary? <laughs> Nobody fucking, fucking, fucking know, knows. Dude. Everybody is legendary except for Sakura. But and also, it's explained in the first episode. But they're also from different time periods. So who even knows how old Tai is? <sighs> yeah. Yugiri is fucking fat, like hundreds of years old. Wait, Yugiri is like from is like, like feudal Japan idol? era. What I have a theory. What if Tai is like the original Are idol? idol? Like the first idol from like that's, that's, the, from like the olden day, like back in like fucking ancient Japan. And yet but she wears he, like a cute contemporary striped sweater that she got from like sweater. HMB or something. But yeah. no, uh, Zombie Land continues to be amazing, and I'm really really <laughs> enjoying it. And on to another amazing anime that I'm really, really enjoying. Motherfucking Rascal Doesn't Dream of Bunny Girl. Oh, my God. Senpai. Holy shit. Episode 3 and Episode 4. You know what they could have done? And this isn't, this isn't like, a cri- uh, criticism of the show. It's just something I noticed. Just, like, observation. They could have just made the three first three episodes, like, a, a movie. Yeah, because that's like because much like much like Matt said, they, they covered that the, those first couple of light novels, and it's like a full story arc in that three. It's episodes. one. It's one light novel. It's Is it one, one light novel? Yeah, each each light novel for this series focuses on a different girl, and it's once it's like one arc essentially. I really hope this show doesn't go into harem territory. Uh, it doesn't, from what I understand, it doesn't, but it, it's more like Bakamonogatari in that sense, where there is a main girl, and the, the, basically, you have the main romance, but then there's a lot of, like, subplots and stuff with the mm-hmm. rest of the guy. Okay, so it's not like a harem, it's more so just... It's like, not it a harem, it is it not It focuses on, on his, um... Uh... On the main relationship between, um... Well, yeah, the, the main relationship between, um... Our leads, yeah. Sakuta leads. and Mai, there you go. Yes, yeah, Sakuta, Sakuta and Mai. And Mai. And the the other light novels are more so just like not plots, but I'm thinking of like oh the interactions between yeah. If you if you want to know 
the next arc coming up, the arc that they're on right now is the second one, and it's going to focus on that girl that fucking wanted him to beat the shit out of her for calling him a pedophile. Yes. Oh, that one. Yeah, she's no, up I've next. actually seen episode four, so... Unless, yeah. Spencer, oh, did uh, you see episode four? I have not seen episode four yet. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, she's up next. The, if it ends how I think it's going to... It, it, the serial is going to end on Light Novel 5, which means that the reason why they focus so much on the sister early on is because she's the final arc of the show oh boy so uh that's because if from what i understand she it was to understand a lot of that stuff was added in so they can have like build that shit up for like later that's on that's good foreshadowing then yeah yeah no, but um uh, as as of episode four i can tell you that the arc is about that girl who wanted to beat the shit out of him for being a pedophile but it's about she wants him to pretend to be her boyfriend to impress her girlfriends. That's funny. And Mai is not okay with it. Obviously, uh, obviously, not. obviously not. Is this okay? Because I actually don't know. Considering that we got basically a love confession at the end of episode three, mm-hmm. uh, is that the shortest turnaround from like meeting to love? It's one of the yeah, shortest I've ever seen. It's like, like oh, it's like oh, in a week we've met, we've gotten close, and now we're dating. Like that doesn't happen in real life, guys. I mean, I, I mean, it kind of does at points, but you know, it's never <laughs> happened to me. Okay, <laughs> therefore I can't the say it. But no one loves me. Those two. I want to talk about and actually wait, fuck one more, just real quick. Uh, Run with the wind. Uh, oh, I, I was going to talk about Run with the wind. Yes, I started I run, run, run with the wind. It's uh, amazing. It's just high Q with running, and I love it. And a lot more serious. Yes, high Q is kind of a goofy team-based volleyball. It's the goofy, hot-blooded shonen. We got to be the best volleyball team in the country. Here, it's Hi-Q. like. Also fills me with joy. Every yes, time I watch it. you know what? Run with the wind fills me with a different kind of joy because this is one of the shows I specifically wanted to talk about today. Because you guys know, I had an issue with this show when it started because yes. in the first five minutes of the premiere, they introduced like twelve characters. I'm like, okay, overboard here, red flags, time out. But over the last few weeks, seeing as how four episodes aired, I have slowly but surely fallen in love with this damn show because it is just so goddamn endearing and fuck it makes me feel joy inside in like a melancholic way because the show really does melancholy like supremely well the animation in this show is fucking and also you know uh contender for best animation of the season like production ig like knocked it out of the park with this fucking show in terms of visuals yeah, oh my god, it looks so I love I, I love Run with the Wind so much and I'm so happy that like it, it's I'm so happy it's as good as it is because I'm like production IG needs to like just make all the sports shows from now on. Just yeah, make, honestly. Just, <laughs> production give, IG has done what? They've done high Q, they did Criminal Basket, High Q, this, uh they worked on uh fucking um they've done a couple of others. But like they put so much you know what? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm going to say that production IG puts the most love and passion into their sports animation. Mm-hmm. Like from fucking from episode one, scene one, when fucking 
uh, Kurahara's running down the street, and fucking Haiji shows up next to him. Like, the character animation there is so goddamn fluid. It's ridiculous. It is actually dumb. Now, um, I want to talk about, because I looked this up, because uh, uh, last season I kind of did this. I was like, hey, maybe I have to do some every season to see how, uh, how everyone else is reacting to shows. Um, Are we doing most I, dropped shows? Most dropped and least dropped shows, okay. which shows are still being watched, which shows are not. Which, ironically, most, one of the most dropped is the last show I wanted to talk about, so. Yeah. Uh, well, the most, technically, the most dropped show is a show that none of us are watching. Um, is that the Lollicon one? That's Conception. What the um, fuck is apparently, it's fucking awful. <laughs> a, a Conception is based, you, you know, the, you know, it's Persona, but with, like, fucking like uh, the star children shit like that whatever that is oh fuck that one it's persona with teenage pregnancy take that as you will yeah it has like a 4.5 on now it has a 4.95 on now i just looked at it that's still below a five aka shit this sucks apparently dude i just saw the fucking key visual and it makes me want to throw up i kind of want to watch this just to see how bad it is to be honest same like i'm it's it's when it when something's below a five i'm usually a little curious i'm like i'm like okay like how did we get here (laughs) hey matt yeah can I just take a second just to read off the synopsis for people who don't know? Yeah, let's sure, do it. please. Let, let's hear this. Okay, so the synopsis of Conception, done by Studio Gonzo. Oh, Gonzo, okay. Gonzo. Here's the synopsis. On his high school graduation day, Itsuki's cousin Mahiro tells him that she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Just then, a gate of light emerges and transports the two into the world of Granvania. That's how, trans- that's land, how pregnancy works. In this land, impurities have been causing a disturbance to the stars, ultimately plunging Granvania into chaos and disorder. And Itsuki, now re- revealed to be one who is fated to meet with the Star Maidens, is seen as Granvania's last hope, and thus given the task to produce star children and combat the impurities. And unless this task is completed, Itsuki may never be able to return home. What the? F- they don't. Fuck? They don't actually fuck. From what I understand, the Star Children are made for like some kind of like dance or something. Oh well, like, then that's for- a fucking cop out. Yeah, okay. they don't fuck. It, it's not. Also, it's not. It's, it's all platonic too. They, it's all platonic. Also, fucking. I'm looking at the character designs for the Star Children. Uh, they look like fucking discount knockoff lolly fucking fire. That's because what they are. That's what they this are. This is wrong, Matthew. That's just what they are, Spencer. This is ranked number 9,522, which it's means there are 9,521 anime better than this shit. Fucking, yeah, that's technically the most drop show of the season, uh, for good reason. Um, uh, uh, other other contenders for most drops of the season, we have Z- is Goblin Slayer. At number two, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> Goblin Slayer, and then number three is Zombieland Saga, which not is surpri- not also not very not surprising. Wait, um, just one second. I just I just don't want to interrupt you. So, we'll give you the ASMR right now. I'm just close to the microphone. Okay, you're you're good. I I, I didn't want to open my camera when you talking. Just um, the Zombieland Saga is number three. I'm not surprised considering the marketing. 
and the fact that some people didn't want to watch an idol show I, i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. um, but it's uh it's not uh I don't even know what to say here, because it's like, it, sure, it's an idol show, but it's like completely different from every other idol show, and it's like, ah, uh, people watch Zombieland Saga, for fuck's sake. Fuck it. No, a lot of people watching Zombieland, like, that's the thing, like, a lot of these shows, like, most dropped, it's because there's a lot of pe- other people watching them, like, Goblin Slayer is number two on most dropped, but it's still the second most watched show of the season right now. Yeah, because so, it uh, had a very interesting start. Yeah, it has more view. <laughs> yes. We'll be right back. <laughs> no, no, not that one. God damn it. <laughs> it always seems that uh, things never go my way. <laughs> Things never go my way, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's just a it's just a never-ending cycle of bullshit. <laughs> There's so much bullshit happening right now. Oh, cool. That's cool. Man, I real I love Discord. Discord tries to update in the middle of a fucking call and because the update fails, it just decides to not work anymore. It just it just decided to stop working. Honest wow. Way to go, Discord. Man, I love not, Discord. It's just, uh, we're just talking about the least drop shows of the season. How Sumo's actually one of them. Um it's, wait what? Sumo's one of the least drop shows of the season. That bullshit. <laughs> what? That's some bullshit because Sumo's great. Yeah, no, I said least dropped. Least dropped. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was yelling at Discord again. <laughs> Is your Discord exploding? Um, Discord for some reason likes to try and update in the middle of a fucking call, and because the update doesn't want to go through, therefore Discord decides to, it just it just doesn't want to work today. So it it's like, yeah, we're going to make you wait, like, a minute, and if this update doesn't go through, you're fucked. Deal with it, oh. bro. <laughs> uh, but, but don't um, worry, I, it's working fine. Uh, Shane, you said you had one other show to talk about. Oh, yeah, it was one of the other le- most uh, drop shows of the season. Uh, Ulysses, the Joan of Arc show. Oh, uh, yeah, Ulysses is not the most dropped. Uh, there's a, it's still got, it's not the most dropped, but it's... It's, it's one like of the number, more dropped. Number five, number six. Yeah, it's um not good. <laughs> That's why if you go over to my Mal, you'll notice that not a lot of shows are dropped. That's they're just in the plan to watch list. Exactly. They're just in the plan to watch list, never to be watched or to be watched. Never to be in, watched or seen by anyone, including Spencer. To, to be watched in like fucking 25 years. Yes. It's like, you go look at that. Oh, Ulysses. I forgot I had this. I'm a wa- I need to watch this. And- why am I watching Ulysses? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you want to know, Ulysses later, is just bad. 25 25- 25 years later, I'm still waiting and for serious didn't, didn't, la- <laughs> didn't last week you were saying that you actually kind of liked the last episode of Ulysses? Like, you okay, here two? we fucking go. Okay, so Ulysses is just kind of bad. It's not the <laughs> worst show I've ever seen, but it's just kind of boring 
and nothing really happens, and there's some really gross shit. Like, some really gross shit. Like, it gets into, like, it's almost borderline etchy sometimes. From what I heard, it's cla- it's ten- I think it's technically classified as etchy. Yeah, um, it, it, it shows. Um, um, all the female characters' defining traits are their massive tits. And, okay. um, except Joan of Arc herself, who is, like, an 11-year-old girl with, like, no chest whatsoever. Okay. And, um, it also, this is also the show I was talking about. It, it, there's a major ass pull in the first episode. Because the is whole... There's a major ass pull in the third episode. Yeah, there's, the whole point is that, um, the main character, uh, Montmorency... Uh, his best friend Richmond gets uh, kidnapped by the English, and he's like, "Well, shit, I gotta go. Kid, I gotta go save her immediately, or else the English will fucking uh, kill her." And then he decides, "Well, I'm not powerful enough to take on the English army. Therefore, I need to inherit the power of the Philosopher's Stone in order to gain the power I need to beat them. But in order to do that, I need to create an elixir that will save me from the poison of the Philosopher's Stone so that its overwhelming power doesn't kill me. So he starts working on an elixir. And a certain amount of time passes, and he's like, well, fuck, I can't make this elixir. What's wrong with me? And then it turns out that by working on the elixir with his alchemy, his concept of time has been skewed, and he's actually been working on this elixir for seven fucking years. For seven years without him fucking knowing. He just thinks it's been a couple days, and when he finds out it's been seven years, he's like, fucking what? Credits. One second, uh... I'm putting, this is a selfie of my expression when you were talking about this. I'm just waiting for it to load on, in, it'll be in podcast. Um, I want to see it. It's going to be, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a, it's going to be a face. Um, that's for sure. It is a face. I'm, I'm waiting for I this to, I'm waiting for this to load before I go back into Ulysses. Because I need to see this. I mean, keep talking. I'll, 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 I'll let you know when it's ready. Okay, well. So, major ass pull in the first episode. It's like, okay, that's some bullshit. How how did you not know it's been seven years? The whole point is that you're supposed to save her, like, immediately. And you spend fucking seven years trying to make this elixir. A, you're stupid. And B, that makes no sense. And then the gross shit starts happening. Because he turn- it turns out, when he was making the elixir, uh, he absorbed some of it. And therefore, his body is now... A fucking elixir factory that just produces an endless amount of elixir. So he just like starts barfing up elixir for no reason. He's like, "What the fuck's happening to me?" And, and um, his fairy apprentice is like, "Oh, remember when you absorbed that elixir? Yeah, your body is just elixir now." What the fuck? And then he starts barfing up elixir. And he's like, "Well, this is a thing." And then he's like, "Now that I'm now that my body is just elixir, I can't uh, consume the philosopher's stone and gain its power. Fuck! What do I do now?" And then he meets Joan of Arc, whose village gets attacked by the English, and she's about to die with a fucking sword through her back. So he decides to shove half of the philosopher's stone into her wound, and then make. Oh, there it is. There it hold is. on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. Hold on. Let me grab this real quick so I can put it on screen because we need everyone needs to see this. Everyone needs to see. This is Spencer's face talking about Ulysses. Yeah, right? this is so basically, basically, you know what? Dead on. 
Uh, this is how I feel about Ulysses. Um, but anyway, as I'm loading this up, uh, so it turns out he can't inherit the Philosopher's Stone. So he shoves half of it into Jeanne's back, uh, and she gains the power of the Philosopher's Stone because he makes out with her French kissing style to give her some elixir. Uh... And, then she be- and then she becomes a badass fucking demon warrior who kills all the English. And you know... I'm I'm loading up the Spencer image because even just talking about it now, this Man, is I, this is how I feel. This is really how I fucking glad. feel because this show is stupid and gross and dumb. Where's the face? There's the face. That's the face, boy. There's girl. the face. There it is. There that's it is. You, you see those that lips? That's how Ooh. I feel. That is that is that is Shane talking about Ulysses right now. I apologize for the way I look, people. I just woke up. Anyway, so back to story time. So he shoves his tongue down her throat to give her some elixir. She turns into a fucking demon warrior. And it's like, oh, by consuming the power of the Philosopher's Stone, you have become the legendary warrior Ulysses. But you can only be Ulysses for three minutes before your power runs out. But it turns right. out, because she's so young, that her her reserves of elixir run out really quick. And it turns out Ulysses needs elixir to survive. So they could have gone several directions with this. Oh uh, they, my god. They could have gone exactly. several directions uh, with, this, uh, with this plot point to make it not gross. But they decided to go with no. the brother-sister gross anime yep. shit. Yep. Because because uh, Montmorency looks at her and she he's like you know what I kind of view myself as your older brother and older brother does everything for his younger sister just name it and I'll do it and she's like grabbing her crotch and she's like tugging at her collar and she's all blushy and shit and she's like I fucking need some elixir man give it to me right now I need it and then she fucking tackles him into a bush and proceeds to shove her tongue down his throat to get some elixir and it's like okay one one major ass pulls that don't make sense two kind of boring generic fantasy shit three etchy and four incest and no, we already there have you an go. incest show this season. It's called My Sister, My Writer, and it looks like shit. So I think that, like, I don't know what. <laughs> so there you go. I'm, That's I'm why bad. Ulysses is kind of poo and not in I'm, the guilty pleasure that sense. This show's like just kind of, poo, of bad. Shane. That sounds really bad. This show is just bad. It's not. I was, I, I was I thinking, like, I was going to give it three episodes. Because I was like, you know what? I'll give it three episodes, and if it can if it can hook me by the end of the third episode, I'll keep watching it. Even if it ends up being bad, it could be a guilty pleasure for me. Who knows? No, this show's just bad. And the thing that pisses me off the most about it is that most of the episodes are either just boring generic fantasy stuff or really gross etchy stuff. Except for the final scenes of the episodes, which are usually really fucking cool action scenes. And that kind of gets my interest. I'm like, okay, there's all this other bullshit that I have to deal with. But this scene was pretty cool. And then at the end of episode three, I thought to myself, is this show worth watching? Is every episode worth 20 minutes of gross, etchy, generic bullshit to get to the really cool action? And I decided, no, it ain't fucking worth it. No, it's It's, not. Why are you? uh, There you go. Why is Alex in here? (laughs) I don't. 
fucking know. Whatever. Anyway. Whatever. So I was like, is this shit, is it worth watching a show every week to watch like 18, 20 minutes of generic, etchy bullshit to get to the cool action stuff? No, it's not. Ulysses is just bad and not in the good way. If you had any, if, if you were interested at all to watch this show, and I know you two were, don't bother. It's not good. You underestimate my capacity to handle garbage shit. I know, no, Matt. I'm I just saying. I, I ain't doing that shit. I, I am not. That's like, that is the same idea of like saying, of, of like, you know, saying, oh, this whole thing is bad except for one thing. That, that's like saying, sure, Roman Polanski is a child rapist, but he made The Pianist. That's a good movie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's not worth it. It's it's not fucking worth it. Uh, fucking, um... God damn. Fucking, oh, speaking of, like, incest. Um... Uh, why are we talking about incest? incest? No, fucking My Sister, My Writer. You know that shit? I actually don't. It's, fucking, uh, Garbo. Uh, look it up right now. Have you... Um, I just want to bring it up because I have not watched it, nor will I watch it. No. But I have seen clips mm-hmm. of the animation of this show. Is it bad? Okay, okay. You remember Marchon Madchen from a couple of seasons from earlier? Oh, this you mean year? the show that literally didn't get finished? Yeah, it looks like that. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> oh boy, at a contender for worst animation of the year, easy. Mm. Oh easy, my god, easy, easy. spicy. Matthew? Yeah. The the only two things the director has done is my wife is the student council president, and my first girlfriend is a gap. This is how I, I heard, feel talking about I heard this that, <laughs> I heard that second one was pretty good. Hold on. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I brought up the Spencer picture again. I need to get a better angle of it. This is how I feel when we're talking about this. Just you see this pouty-lipped boy? This is me right now. That is straight up you, and... I don't I like this. Don't- I think it's time talking about simulcast. I think it's time that uh, we move on from the simulcast. Yeah, I, I agree. But yeah, that's my final thoughts in Ulysses. Don't watch it. It's shit. What the yeah. fuck? Spencer? Spencer? <laughs> fuck, fuck that. Fuck that fucking show. Suck my dick, you fucking incest-loving cunts. Oh, okay. He, I think he's looking at my sister, my writer. Yeah. We should have <laughs> dropped more nukes. <laughs> we should ju- uh, here on the gap here, uh, here on the gap we do not uh, uh, we do not condone racism or xenophobia in any shape or form uh, we do not yes. condone uh, nuclear war or attacks on any civilization whatsoever uh, however remember uh, Hiroshima remember that bomb yes. Uh, yes. do that again this is how the Japanese will feel however um if you don't give me a second season of Bakano or more light novels, I will actually bomb you, and that's a promise. Okay, let's move on oh, before okay, yeah, Spencer yeah, becomes full-blown terrorist. Right, we have two pieces of news this week. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, both of them involve movies. Um, both of them are kind of big. Hmm. Um, so the first one is Konosuba News. Um, yes, I like Konosuba. It's Konosuba News. Um, now, we talked about uh, the Konosuba movie a while ago. Um, when it was announced back earlier this year, um, in the spring. However, uh, we didn't know when it was coming out. Well, we do now. Uh, the official Twitter account for the Kadokawa 
Bunko Imprint posted a picture on Saturday featuring the 15th volume of Natsume Akatsuki's Konosuba uh, light novel series. The wraparound jacket band features the novel announces that the previously reviewed anime film project will open in 2019, and the novel will ship on September 1st. Uh, Taiomi Kanaski will return from the previous two anime seasons to direct the film, not at Dean, but at JC staff. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Makoto Uzu, who, wrote the, who wrote, the, uh, wrote the screenplay for both seasons, will return, as well as Koichi Kututa, who will return to do all the character designs. And Mas- Mas- uh, Masato Koda will return to compose the music. The, the entire cast in the original show will also return. So basically, same staff, just at a different studio, because uh, Dean doesn't do movies. So yeah. Uh, so uh, Shane still needs to watch Konosuba. I have nothing to say about this because I haven't seen Konosuba. <laughs> I love Konosuba. Uh, Shane should watch Konosuba. I know I should. You really should. I, I I genuinely think you would love Konosuba. It's almost like you know we'll cover Konosuba eventually on the podcast, and then I'll have to watch it. More than likely, we will. Um, yeah, it's probably, it's probably going to happen. Uh, I'm excited for Kon- uh, I'm excited for this. Um, I don't know when it's going to come on 2019. I'm going to say like mid, like summer. Um, yeah, that summer. makes sense. Probably summer. Um, whether or not, uh, uh, I don't know if it's going to, is it going to be, a, uh, we still don't know if it's an original story or if it's going to cover stuff in light novels. Who the fuck knows? Who knows? Um, my guess is original story, to be honest. Um, I think it's probably going to be an original story more than likely. Um, but, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, more than likely because of this, we're probably going to get... Uh, I will not be surprised if we get a third season of Konosuba after this. Uh, which would be nice, I feel. Which Josh will freak the fuck out about. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Josh will freak the fuck out. Uh, definitely. And uh, also, rip Josh for not being on this podcast to talk about Konosuba news. Yeah, he, rip. Because he's a big dumb. <laughs> rip? Uh, Hold on. I gotta send him rip again. He's rip? At, isn't he at work? I don't know. Oh, he's he's at probably school. at school. Cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. What a so, fucking dummy. <laughs> no, but Konosuba movie coming next year. Speaking of movies, he's the probably the biggest news week and moves that moves news that kind of came out of nowhere. I'm not gonna lie. Um, ironically, we, after the actual My Hero movie came out. Yeah, ironically, very ironically, and it's news that do and move, but news. I don't think any of us were expecting to get at least right now. I think I I think it's kind of obvious, but like we didn't expect it. Um, Legendary Entertainment announced on Wednesday that it's producing a live-action adaptation of Konoho Okoshi's My Hero Academia manga. Alice Garcia and Jay Ashenfelter will be overseeing the project for Legendary Entertainment. They previously were the producers. Uh, they were previously producers involved in both Pacific Rim and the MonsterVerse, which is the Godzilla King Kong um, stuff mm-hmm. for Legendary. Uh, while Ryosuke Yotori, uh, uh, Ryosuke Yoritomi, the manga's editor... Um, will oversee the project for Suresa as an executive, as, as a co-producer. Uh, Toho will help distribute the film in Japan, which means that this is going to be a Japanese-American co-production. Mm. Um, uh, no word on whether Horikoshi is involved. In, there is no confirmation on that. Uh, we don't know if that is uh, actually happening. Um, One would assume that he would be if Jump and his editor are involved. Yeah, um, I don't know to what extent. Um, outside of that, we have no other information. We just know it's happening. No, actually, you're wrong, Matt. We do have more information. We have this lovely image. Oh, is it the cursed image? It's yeah, the cursed, cursed image. image. Hold on. Let me find it. 
because we have a we have an, a, a groundbreaking official image from the My Hero movie. Ga- Gav exclusive. It, Gav it just exclusive. leaked this week. There it is. That's right, folks. You see the Dwayne the Rock Johnson playing the boy All Might. Down here, we got some lovely casting choices for our boys. We got Michael, Michael Sarah playing Deku. We got Emma Stone playing the girl Uraraka. We got Canada's own, uh, Canada's darling, Justin Bieber playing the boy Katsuki Bakugo. <laughs> and you know, Ida is just a fucking suit of armor. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know, you know, you know what's ironic is that some of those I don't hate. Is that this movie technically all already exists? It's called Sky High. It's called Sky High. Also, Everyone's this movie already exists. It's called Two Heroes. It's called Two Heroes. I'm also, not surprised. This movie all already exists. It's called the hit manga written by Koei Horikoshi, My Hero Academia Vigilantes. I'm just kidding. That is me uh, not, that's not even written by Horikoshi, yeah, dude. I'm like, what? Um, this is a cursed but, image, and I need it to re- be removed from my retinas. But um, but um, talk it. But uh, now we don't know any other information about the film, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who knows whether this thing's gonna fucking happen? Um, who knows, cause, man? This because because. Uh, th- this is basically just an announcement of, hey, we're working on no director, no writer, no nothing. Um, I'd say wait. I say we wait until we hear a director announcement. Yeah. Until we actually start to speculate on this thing. Um, uh, cause, uh, cause, cause I think I'm, I, cause I think a live action my hero could be done well if they, re- Here, if they, here's if the it's thing. Done correctly. If. If they get the right people on it and they give it the budget it deserves, it's a mm-hmm. superhero movie. You know, it's kind of hard to fuck those up nowadays. Look at unless it, you're uh, DC. Top, top, unless you're DC. Um, let's like they should take a plate from Marvel's checkbook and just do that. Yeah, just make a Marvel movie with my hero. Just that's I, that's all you I, need to do. I wouldn't hate that. I'm not gonna lie. No, they would actually be pretty good if that's the direction they went. Just make a uh, Marvel style movie, but with my hero. That's literally all you need to do to make this good. They just need to do that. I'm uh, fucking uh, and and here's the thing to a general audience. Just pitch it as X Men, but if X Men were the norm, yes, that's exact. That my hero is basically like opposite X Men. Yeah. And you can just do that and be like, and and it's like, huh? Okay. Does that mean that Principal Nezu is uh, Charles? Get out of my head, Charles! <laughs> but uh, we don't, uh, we don't really have much to talk about with this, do we? Yeah, we don't have anything because we don't have much. In, yeah, we don't, we don't have, have anything. anything. I'm more interested in. I'm more now. I more just want to mention it because it's like a because we love my hero and it's kind of a big deal that we're getting a live action film this quickly. Yeah, um, we just had the actual anime film, and only three seasons uh, of this show. I mean, the show you- just started airing on TV in America, like. A half a year ago. Yeah, which begs the question: How much of the actual story will this movie cover? I want to. I don't know. I, I I don't know. Here's the thing: Obviously, with if they do a movie, there's going to be stuff they need to condense and change yeah. for a movie, and I don't. That's fine. Um, you know, it's, I just, it's inevitable. Okay, here's what you. Uh, here's what like here's what you do. You put like fuck it. You kind of like move things around a little bit and make. 
the film mainly about awful one uh hmm. move it around a little bit move move out move it around a little bit uh move stain out of the picture for a little for a second like move stain out of the picture give stain his own film like mm-hmm. stain deserves his own film yeah move him out of the way for a little bit kind of kind of rearrange things a bit so that way you can make it about well, all white and all for one that and, and i mean if we're just going strictly by like just how far they can go in theory if we give it like hour and 45 two hours you could get up to maybe the ua sports fest You could definitely get up to the USJ at that. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you could, you could, um, you could easily condense the first season into a movie. Yeah, yeah you pretty much could. Um, whether uh, you you easily could, I don't know how. Uh, that that is, I'm very I'm very interested to see what they do with it. If it and that's even if it happens, because who knows what yeah, who the knows? fuck this is actually going to happen. Because anime films are notorious for being in development fucking hell. We could we could um, not hear anything about this for, like, three years after this. Yeah, like, for three years. Like, we, like remember the fucking, we got, like, news about the live-action Naruto, like, two years ago? Dead. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing, nothing since. So, like... So like a uh, fucking and of course we get and then we get like Akira news like every year of like oh the movie's still happening nope <laughs> live action Akira is still happening oh, I I I don't I don't know if it's ever gonna happen no, dude probably not uh, it's it, yeah but um uh but uh didn't we yeah. cover news of the uh, Akira live action movie yeah, on the podcast he was like rumored to be attached to direct or something. Yeah. Apparently, according 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 to Watiti, he's still technically he's still technically in talks. So yeah, take that with a grain of salt because that was six months ago. Yeah, he's still technically in talks, so it's not. I don't know. So who they, knows? Oh. Who knows if this movie's ever even gonna actually be made? Who fucking yeah. knows, man? Yeah, who fucking knows? Fuck it. Uh, don't uh, fuck it. I think the we, we need to wait on Alita. First, uh, yeah, that does well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending yeah. on how Alita Battle Angel does. Yeah, yeah. I uh, fuck it. Uh, on a side note, Alita looks dope as shit. Um, so it has Christoph Waltz in it. <laughs> it does. Uh, it looks dope as fuck. Okay, Indeed. so um, but let's uh, let's move on. Uh, let's. I Wait, think we're kind of speaking of dope as fuck. Yeah. Last night at midnight. The second season of the Netflix Castlevania show came out. Oh yeah, it right. did. Right, right, right. That's yeah. not really anime. It's so. animated. <laughs> it's animated, therefore it's anime. Who fucking cares? <laughs> Avatar is the best anime ever made. And Avatar, Avatar is an anime. Fuck y'all, it's it, anime. Avatar is an anime. Yeah. It's an anime in my heart. But anyways, yeah, now, now we can continue. I just wanted to say that. All right, so kind of, I think we should move on yes. uh, to sales chart. Now, normally the side I use for sales chart is dead. Yes, um, uh, officially dead. You know, God rest soul. Uh, God rest soul. But I found, but I have backups, so it's okay. Um, it's all good. Um, the big deal is that my is that a fucking uh, attack on is that attack on Titan started uh, releasing its Blu-rays. Ooh. Uh, predictably, it's doing very very well. Jeez, it's almost like Attack on Titan is a fucking powerhouse in Japan. Yeah, uh, it got. This is the first year though. Is beaten by someone, something else in its first week. It got beaten by Free. Um, okay, that makes uh, sense. Uh-huh. I mean, have Free by- and Attack on Titan ever aired in the same season? Uh, I don't think so. Actually, yeah, I don't no. think so. I really don't think so. 
I think this is like the first time they did. Uh, so, but uh, Attack on Titan did very well. Um, uh, Hanabato continues to bomb Aww. and bomb hard. Uh, uh, it's not as bad as Caligula, which sold like 180 copies. Um, hey, that's 180 more than I expected. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> that means 180 people liked Caligula enough to want to buy it. Um, that's commitment. Than, yeah. Uh, other than that, um, nothing too major. Uh, it's pretty much uh, exactly what you would expect. Uh, uh, fucking. Uh, what's really surprising me though, just how well things are doing, is a uh, fucking pretty derby. Is like fucking selling oh, like Umamusume. Oh, fu- fucking, oh, the fucking horse girl anime. Hell yeah, yeah boy. It, yeah, it sold like a fu- it like it had like a special like limited edition release this week, and it sold like fifteen thousand, uh, fifteen hundred, uh, fifteen thousand. I need to watch that show. I've heard it's good. Like, yeah, I've heard the- it's really good. <laughs> so, yeah, but but and I'm like, this is, I, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's gonna get a season two at this point. Like, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it is because that it's selling way too well to be like a coincidence. Yeah. Uh, it's it's funny. It's funny because this uh, it's funny because this is confusing. And then you see it is this is uh, confusing to me. Uh, like uh, the, this current one because it 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 because uh, unlike the animes, like the one I previously used is the only anime. This one has like all animation in that's in Japan, which includes like foreign stuff. <gasps> And you'll see that, like, compared to, like, anime and stuff, like, fucking foreign stuff does a lot better. Like, t- Coco has sold, like, a million copies. And it's fucking stupid. <laughs> and wow, it's on Japan. the list for some reason. Fucking Boss Baby sold, like, uh, 70,000. Japan's weird. Japan's stupid. Uh, But, yeah, we're pretty much, uh, I think we're pretty much... Uh, done with all that and now it's time to move on to our featured anime of the podcast our final anime for the month of spook and that is the mystery horror uh higarashi no nakukoro ni directed by chiaki kon and written by toshifumi kawase from studio dean it aired for two seasons um it aired for two seasons uh, in total, 50 episodes. Season 1 was 26 episodes, and it aired from uh, April 4th, 2006 to September 26, 2006. And Season 2 aired for 24 episodes from July 7th, 2007 to December 17th, 2007. Both seasons are currently licensed by Sentai Filmworks, and you can watch it in the link descri- in the link below on High Dive. You can watch this shit um, on High Dive. Don't watch it dubbed, though. Don't watch it Season don't 1 dubbed. Do um, not watch it Only dubbed. season one is dubbed anyways, so it's kind of not worth it anyways. Um, Plus it's so, shit, so... <laughs> so, uh, but you can watch it in the link below, on, exclusively on High Dive. Yes. Um, Higarashi follows a group of kids living in the town of Hinamazawa, which is kind of like a small village in the rural Japan. Um, every year they have what's known as the Wakanadashi uh, Nashi Festival. I probably mis- butchered that. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, I feel like you did. <laughs> yeah, I probably did. I butchered that. Uh, or Khan Festival, um, which which uh, pray, pray, which gives reverence to their uh, to their local god, the Shrine God. Um, um, while they you know, while there, uh, while this event is going on, there is a murder. <gasps> uh, there's a murder. So and someone goes missing. 
um, at the same time. Um, and this leads to a cycle of events that ends up in, uh, that ends in grim, grim death. Um, this leads the, to a clusterfuck of emotional and mental trauma. This uh, emotional trauma, and they all kill each other. But then, everything resets. Again, and again, and again. But why? Why is it looping? That's the question. I don't why, know, You tell me. Why are they all killing each other? You have to watch it. Well, the, an- the answer is, it's more complicated than you think, actually. It's very complicated. Yeah, but, it's, uh, a, it's a little too complicated at times. But, uh, but, um... You, no, but um, now since now, before we get started, normally we we as you all know we talk spoilers in these sections. Uh-huh. If you have not watched Higarashi, please do not, please, please, uh, watch Higarashi before watching the section of this video. Yeah, back Higurashi, out right now. Yeah, back out. Higarashi is one of those shows that you need to go into as blind as possible. Um, so hi- I highly recommend if you have not watched Higarashi, please go watch Higarashi. Watch the entire both seasons, the entire thing. Come back, watch, listen to us talk about it. All right, all right, cool. So Higarashi is two seasons. So we're gonna do what we did every. Uh, we're gonna do the cast a couple times. We covered multiple seasons on the podcast. We're gonna take this one season at a time. Um, we're going to start with the first season. Um, we're going to start with the first season, simply titled Higurashi no Nakakoroni, or its English title, which shall not be named, because it's garbage. <laughs> it's on the fucking yeah. screen, Matt. Uh, yeah, you can find it on the screen, but I refuse. I, I, I am not going to say it. Um, so, Shane, mm-hmm. this is your first time watching Higurashi, I'm pretty sure. Yes, this is. I had never seen Higurashi before uh, we prepped for this podcast. What did you think of Higurashi? This show fucked my brain raw. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna before I actually get into my thoughts because I need to I need to clarify. If you're gonna watch this show, don't watch it the way I did. Don't binge both seasons in the span of a week because you will die. Your this brain show, this... will melt. <laughs> it's not gonna be a good time. Um, you need to you need to take this show at a slower pace because it demands it. Um, that being said, this is a great show. Uh, I really didn't know what to expect going into this. I just know that it's some kind of fucked up, and ooh boy, is it fucked! Um, <laughs> it's very fucked. I wasn't expecting this level of a mystery though, because going into this, I was expecting like you know. Uh, psychological horror. I was expecting oh, it, gore. I was expecting. All yeah. these different it's things. Those. It's got those. It's got those. But I wasn't expecting such a huge mystery to fucking be looming over this entire show, and I kind of really appreciate that because the history of the history of Hinamizawa and the mystery behind the deaths every year really elevates the, my level of interest in the show to one I didn't think I was going to uh, get to before I started watching this. The mystery behind everything makes this show infinitely more interesting than I think it would have been without it. And even though I did binge this show in an ungodly amount of time, and I regret that, I still enjoy the show for what it was worth, and it was a very, very good mystery horror show on top of that. This show is fucked, 
If you are squeamish or faint of heart, do not watch this show because you yeah, might actually die. This, of all the shows we covered in the month of Spook, this is the one that actively tries to scare you the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether and whether or not it succeeds is up for debate, but... Up for de- it's up for debate. It's definitely creepy. Mm-hmm. It's definitely creepy. So there's that. It's but definitely it, disturbing. But yeah, uh, my first reactions were nothing but positives. This show is great. It does great things with its horror and with its mystery. It's got a great cast of characters. Um, yeah, it just fucks your brain, dude. Don't do what I did. Spencer, Um, what do you think of Higurashi? Uh, go for it, Spencer. Tell us. So, Higurashi, or the full English title that should be "When the Evening Cicadas Cry," uh is a I, I i played the visual novel actually i i played and beaten the entire correction i played and beaten the entire sound novel all, um, all eight volumes of it <laughs> all eight volumes of it and it's outstanding it's a perfect fucking it, it's literal perfection when it comes to sound novel and i played and beaten the other one umaneko mm-hmm. and umaneko is also perfection but i had never seen the anime for Heirashi. Uh I, I I'd seen clips. I'd heard tales of its of its terror, of its blood and gore and violence and mystery. But I never actually watched it, mostly because I'm a big puss puss. <laughs> See our parasite so, episode for confirmation on that. Yeah. So during the month of spook, I tried my best to do parasite, but I couldn't. But I beat this, and wow. What a fucking fantastic anime! Uh, don't do not watch the dub. Like, yeah, do no, not. it's actually here's this the thing. dub is awful. I watch this on High Dive, and the great thing about High Dive is you can switch between the language options like seamlessly. So in the middle of an episode, I was like, you know what? Let's check out the dub. Let's see what's going on here. Click. Five seconds later, click. Never doing that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of those dubs. It's pretty bad. Uh, it's it's, it's uh, not, done by it's, Studio Bean, correct? And it's not like funny bad, like you know the bad does from like the nineties. It's it's not that. It's like it's just bad. It's just like po- it's just poorly made. It's yeah. not like Yu Gi Oh. No, this Yu-Gi-Oh's is like this is like early dub, Sentai dub stuff. Like yeah, but yeah, no. Yeah. Um, it's done by Studio Bean, I believe. Yes, the show's done by yeah, Studio, Studio Dean. Dean. The animation, uh, at least in... is inconsistent as hell, is, but... Yes, inconsistent is a good word for it. However, the characters are, quote-unquote... Um, they're not likable. None of these characters are likable. I'd argue that they are. I like them. There are some that are likable, but in, like, not a technical sense. Like, some are protect-worthy, but a lot of the characters are just... They have arcs, uh, sorry, correction, that they have question arcs mm-hmm. where they go through some shit. But the characters are enjoyable. The villain is enjoyable. The mystery is really difficult to understand. Yeah. Uh, at, at, on first watch, mind you. Um, they, they really go, uh, they, they go too far into it sometimes. And man, why does Beyond have a fucking gun? Yeah, why does she have a fucking gun, Matt? You told me, oh, all will be answered. And yet they never explain why she just walks around Hinamizawa with a fucking gun gun and a holster. It's it's, it's an airsoft gun. It's not an actual gun. Man, that would have been great to know if the show had said it. 
You don't need the the visual novel doesn't say anything about it either. Well, it fucking, it's one of those things that needs an explanation. Cause why does the fucking teenage girl walk she's around? She's a the yakuza time? bitch. And she's a yakuza member. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's still uh, like explain just season, a sentence. First season is really really good, and I'm gonna let Matt gush about it for. Oh, oh boy, there's a reason I picked this one. Uh. So I have so uh, so I have been singing Higarashi's praises for years uh, mm-hmm. for a very very long time, and I finally get to say it on podcast on like the record now. I get to say on the record that Higarashi is the best horror anime ever made, uh, and it and it has always and it always ha- and for me it always has been and probably will stay that way for a very long time unless something else comes out to fucking just shake my world like in the next couple of in like in my anime watching career something higurashi i i don't think i've seen a show that better encapsulates what a fucking walking nightmare is and yet this is it if 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 there was like an if 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 there was a nightmare in animates and animation form it's this uh it's never ending. It constantly, it it it, it constantly it, it it's just a constant stream of death and and sadness and and um, and despair. But it and it fucking works. Uh, and all and all and you know and not only and as Shane said, not only that it has like a really damn good mystery to it because it has it's. The way this show is structured is like is genius in that like it allows like the same events to be replayed over and over again, but from different perspectives. So that way you get like the same. So basically, every time you see the same event, you have a completely new understanding of what's actually going on. So so basically, in this one show, you have a better understanding of like this one week of like this one week time span. Um, in of the show that they constantly repeat more than some shows do in their like entire runs, and it's actually it's and the way and the way the show is written allows for that to really shine, especially when it focuses on specific characters and how you see each specific character react to a specific situation. Sometimes they're rational, sometimes they're not. Most of the time, they're not. Um, uh, and I I think that. I, I can't be remiss and not talk about lo- my love for Higarashi without mentioning Kenji Kawai's absolutely brilliant soundtrack, uh-huh. uh, which is ab- which is fucking genius. One one of his best, one of his absolute best, up there with his uh, up there with his work in Go- with in uh, Ghost in the Shell and um, and Mob Psycho as some of his best work. Um, he's absolutely fucking. He's an absolutely amazing composer, and this is easily some of his like ab, like his best soundtrack well, work. Dude, I also want to bring bring. Um, I, I'm that guy. I notice every fucking podcast I'm in. Uh, I I want to bring special attention to the OP. Yeah. Yes, the, the OP, OP for season one is fucking season great. One is yeah. that, and I haven't said this since Beck actually, but. The OP for season one of Higarashi perfectly encapsulates the type of show you are about to watch. It really does. If you watch the OP for Higarashi and you're confused about what the show is about, that's fine. It is a mystery. However, if you watch the OP and expect it to be an idol show or a slice of life, 
then I'm sorry, but you might be mentally slow. You might you don't know what kind of show you I one thing I love about the OP like yeah, the OP is absolutely fucking fantastic. Like the fucking the chanting in the beginning, the mm -hmm. creepy the creepy the the creepy Here's like drop. background music. Yep. Okay, yeah, that's all fucking, I can legally play. And, uh, and the fucking, um, the fucking, um, the, the, the symbolism of the flowers, all the, there's like four kinds of flowers. All of them are, di all of them are different colored and they all reflect the different characters in the show itself. Um, the way how the, the way how the opening plays like to its visual novel roots by having like a standard visual, like taking the standard visual novel opening of, Hey, here's all the different girls. But instead of putting them in like the cutesy positions that they normally put them in, they put them in scenes of murder, and, like fucking murder. Lena has her giant knife. Yeah. It's a cleaver. It's a cleaver. cleaver, cleaver. Yeah. Um, and she's just walking through a field of flowers, licking the blood off of her hands. It's like, hands, okay, see, this bitch and fucking crazy. Mion, Mion is going insane. Fucking mm -hmm. Sadako's sad. Because that's her character. Yeah. Sad. Um, a fucking, sad, and the anime. Rika is mysterious, just like her fucking, has the mask. The mask. Because, put, because guess what? She puts on a mask to her friends. Because she's actually something completely different, and actually, yeah, uh, yeah, fuck it. Uh, I didn't realize that until I just said it. Actually, no one I'm real, no one realizes what she really is because she's like a different entity entirely. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, but let's get into it because let's uh, get into it. Um, Higurashi is well now. Higurashi is well known for splitting its episodes into arcs, uh, but because uh, so, but uh, we're not gonna uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have two sections for this. Um, actually, we have two, well, we have a, One. what we thought was our best favorite arc, but for right now, well, let's talk about, uh, what's, uh, Spencer, what was your favorite individual episode of Higurashi? Season one, at least. My favorite individual episode, and I got it up early this time, uh, is episode one, the beginning, part of the Spirit Away oh. by the Demon arc. Oh, uh, oh yeah, uh, 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 Okakushihan, yeah. Yes, Onikakushihan, yes. Onikakushihan, yeah. So, this first episode, hell, fuck it, the first five seconds of the <laughs> anime, if the fucking, if the, the cold open, I believe that first episode is Yeah, it's the cold open. open, yeah. If the cold open doesn't put your mind on what type of show this is. If the OP doesn't put your mind on what type of show this is, this episode makes it very fucking clear that don't trust anybody. <laughs> this town is not what it seems. And all these chicks and dudes, everybody in this town is fucking nuts. <laughs> and it only builds off that in this arc until you're left wondering... Are these people actually psychopaths, or is this a curse, or is it both? Is the curse bringing out the psychopathic tendencies of these people? And the the first episode, the cold open alone, made it my, my favorite. But just it encapsulates it. It, it, it introduces my favorite character, obviously. It introduces yeah. all the characters. It introduces my favorite character of the um first. Uh, part and Spit shows off our side characters, but once again gives you, especially near the end of the episode, at the end of the episode, that kind of like 
Yeah, is everything okay? No, it's not. No, it's not. It, play, it so. plays with your expectation. It plays with your expectations and completely like because you know that opening, and then the, you watch the rest of the episode. You're constantly on edge. You're kind of just like <sighs> you, you, don't, you don't know how to feel the entire time. Even though seventy five percent of that episode is slice of life, wacky, 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 wacky slice of life comedy, yeah. and then that's what this show is good at. By the way, usually I would say tonal dissonance. But Higarashi pulls off this where it doesn't feel like total dissonance. Hey, this its comedy is really good. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Episode one is my favorite. Can we can we talk about what Matt brought up last night? That one of the best parts of Higarashi is just everyone shitting on Keiichi. Yes. <laughs> like every chance they get, they shit my, on this boy. My favorite character gets shit on the fucking most. Every time, and every time it happens, it's funny. There's like, it wow, Keiichi, so you funny. fucking idiot. K, uh, K, uh, was fucking uh, oh, again, uh, fucking Shane. What your what's your favorite episode of season okay. one? My my favorite episode is later on in the season during one of the show's answer arcs. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite episode is episode twenty. Cold hands. Yes, because mainly for one reason. And uh, this is the episode that finally follows up with the now infamous scene of Rika stabbing herself in the neck. With a knife. Because, I would, you know, I've seen that scene before, obviously, but with no context, because I've never seen the show before. So in episode 5, when the first scene is Rika stabbing herself in the neck in front of fucking Mio, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And they (laughs) never bring it up again for 15 more episodes, until finally during Shion's arc, when it's revealed that, oh... This is the result of fucking Rika trying to jump Shion, who's disguising herself as Mion, and some shit happens, and now we're here. And th- this show, th- this episode in particular, really this for me, fucked. it's fucked. This really encapsulates the tone of Higarashi beautifully, this one episode, because it's never what you expect it to be, it's fucked up beyond belief. And it just leaves you—it's—it just leaves you sit sitting there wondering how the fuck did this happen? And it, it, yeah. this episode does that really fucking well. And plus, all the stuff with Shion is arguably the best stuff in the entire show. So, yeah, bonus for that—it's it's so good. Um, there's a lot of like uh, for me, I could go with a lot of. I could go with episode twenty for its absolutely dis- for its disturbing uh, for its dis- for its disturbing depths. I can go for episode twenty one. For the scene of for for, for just simple for also being fucked up beyond belief, mm-hmm. um, I could go with the episode. I could go. Um, I could go episode. Uh, I could go. Um, uh, I I could go episode uh, eighteen for having. Um, I I could go. Uh, I could go. Um, I could go episode uh, episode seventeen for for the scene where Shion gets her fingernails ripped off for being one of the most disturbing fucking sequences in this entire show. Um, that was ad- that wasn't in the original visual novels, by the way. That was added in um, the the fingernail scene. Like that was a th- that was something that they added in um, later on, uh, but. Uh, for my fa- for my personal favorite episode, I'm gonna go. No, but for my personal ep- uh, favorite episode of the show, I'm gonna go. Um, episode. Uh, I'm I'm going. Um, 
uh, uh, episode eight wish, uh, which is the mm-hmm. end of Mion's arc, uh, because it fucks with you. <laughs> this is an episode that completely one hundred percent fucks uh, fucks with you on every on every level. Um, because this entire because as we'll know from later on, that's not actually what Mion's not the one doing this. It's Sion. Yeah. Um, uh, but at the time, we're pretty sure it's Mion. And the way it fucks with you by believing, like it with the demons and the whole thing with the um and the and the torture chamber scene, um everything with uh and uh and Mion appearing to tie uh, at the the very end of the episode yeah, where Mion appears to Keiichi in his in like where appears to Keiichi and kills him. Uh, where you later find out that it was just Keiichi going fucking insane and like fucking just uh, hallucinating to death, essentially. Uh, this e- the episode's actually fucking brilliant, and the way and just the the direct like the fucking the way, uh, uh, fucking uh, Chiaki Kone directed the scene, the directed the torture scene is absolutely great. Like it's so much tension you just you just feel the like the molasses amount of tension that like, you know it's some that fuck shit's about to happen but it just takes its time getting there and it just it slowly slowly uh, keep like uh move the handle forward and you're just like on the edge of your seat the entire time it's just absolutely absolutely fucking great Shane? yes we agree were you dead no, I was oh. I was listening to everything. Yeah, okay. I just didn't have anything to say. I was listening to what you were talking about, Matt. Oh, because geez. everything you said was true. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, but um, uh, let's talk about some characters because Kigarashi is well known for a diverse and complex set of characters. Um, uh, Shane, who's your favorite character of, of season one of Higurashi? Okay, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to talk about my favorite and least favorite at the same time because they're literally a pair. Yeah. So that, that should tell you something. So um, Mion and Shion. My favorite character of season one is Mion, and my least favorite is Shion. <laughs> For several reasons. Um, Mion from the fucking second she's introduced... Is just, there's just something about her that sets her apart from the rest. Maybe it's because she's a little older, a little wiser. Maybe it's her ties to the Yakuza. I don't know what it is about Mion that I fucking love. Maybe it's the ponytail. Who knows? Maybe I'm weird. <laughs> but Mion is a great character, and she has this she has this maturity that all the other characters lack, mainly because they're fucking children. Um but that leads to some great moments with the rest of the cast and she seems she seems like the mom of the group she's just out to like protect everyone and make sure that everyone's okay and that you know everyone's doing the best they can and it's like yeah Mion you do that you fucking you be the mom and i love her going off of that my least favorite is Shion because she's a crazy psycho bitch <laughs> i think even more so than Reina to an extent Shion, and there's a reason for it, obviously. There's a reason why she's such a crazy psycho bitch. But to me... It's the parasite. It's the parasite, which we'll get into. But to me, it seemed like out of everyone else in the entire cast, Shion just came off as the the most cold-hearted out of all of them. It felt like, 
to a certain extent that like she was willingly doing this rather than she was being forced to. And to me, that's like that 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 makes me hate a character. Don't get me wrong, I love Shion, but when she's being crazy psycho bitch the way she is, it's like, can I get the other Shion back, please? Thanks. Like the night, the cute, the the, the the shy cute one. Can I get the shy cute one that works at the toy store, please? Thank and I you. love her. But yeah, that's um, that's why I want to talk about both because they're literally a pair. You can't talk about one without the other. So there you go. Uh, Spencer, we all know who your favorite character. It's the boy, the boy you with the baseball him, bat. You can call him many names. You can call him K, the magician of words, K-chan, KK, but I just call him Keiichi. My boy, motherfucking Maybara Keiichi, is the best character in the entire show, period. <laughs> it doesn't actually change from season one to season two. Uh, even though Keiichi isn't really super duper important, it's in Kai. He's, he, 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 he's out of focus. Definitely. Yeah, uh, focus for uh, Kai, Kai, but he's still there. Um, and uh, because I enjoy tying everything together, uh, he's also the antagonist of my favorite arc. Uh, the um, which no. Oh shit! He's also the 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 antagonist of the first arc too. Yeah, he goes. No, into- I, I was talking about. I'll, I'll go into it later. But, um, Keiichi oh, is... Yeah, the Curse Killing Arc. Bingo. Um, Keiichi is the most confused because... So, Keiichi's story is he's the, he's the son of a... His father is an author? Yeah. Yeah, his father's an author... And he moves to the small town. He goes to to, to the school uh, schoolyard. And he he's part of a game, a a group that plays a lot of games, like hand games, sorry, punishment games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he always loses, and he always gets punished, and it's always played off for classic comedy. It's great. However, there's something really visceral about seeing a man so terrified. That he beats two women to death with a baseball bat. Yes, and two women. Two women, sorry. And Keiichi, especially in the first arc, which I do really enjoy, um, he's, he's tied, but it's fairly good. Anyways, this man goes through like fucking, hey, who's this kid? What happened to him? Oh, this kid disappeared. Why'd he disappear? Hmm, I think he was murdered. Huh. I guess I'll take his baseball bat and practice my baseball swing. Hey, Reyna, stop following me, you psycho bitch. Hey, Reyna, I'm not letting you in the house. Why did you put fucking things that hurt me in the goddamn rice balls? Or Why did you order? put needles in the rice balls? Rice balls. What the fuck? fuck? You. And then Reyna's like, let me inside. And then he's finally like, Bitch, stop standing outside my window. You're freaking me out. And then finally, he he writes a letter, tapes it to the other side of his clock, and then proceeds to lure the two girls into a false sense of security and then kills them with a baseball bat. And that's your introduction to the show. (laughs) Keiichi is so cool. He's he's the best character because he's just fucking... He's also, I believe he's one of the first people to realize that he's stuck in an endless loop. 
Um, but yeah, Keiichi's awesome. I love him. Yeah, Keiichi's good. Who's your least favorite, Spencer? My least favorite is fucking uh, Psycho. No, like, not Psycho. Uh, Psycho. That's her name? Psycho. What are you talking about? Who? Shion? No, the fucking... The... the y- not the young one. Blonde hair. Or red hair. Uh, sh- you mean uh, Satoko? Satoko, thank Sotico? you. Satoko? Yes. What? No, no. Satoko's douchebag uncle. Oh, Tepe. Tepe. Oh, yeah, that's my least favorite, too. Tepe's so. a fucking cunt. Okay, <laughs> fuck you, you fucking abusive piece of shit. You deserved everything that you got going for you, dude. You fuck know what? You. Just to just to clarify, I also hate him. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, you I, know, I, I, uh, Shion was crazy, psycho, cold ass bitch. So yeah. I would have picked Tepe was one of my contenders for least favorite, but you know, but, once yeah. Shion started going crazy and you know, killing people for no reason. I'm like, okay, all right. Tefe beats the shit out of his niece because he's a fucking small dicked asshole. <laughs> he can't get what he fucking wants in life. Fuck he's a you. cuck. He's a he's a he's a fucking he's a fucking douchebag and fucking like and he wears it, Hawaiian shirts like it's fucking cool. Uh, he wears Hawaiian. Shirt. If someone's wearing a Hawaiian shirt, don't talk to them. Like ever. <laughs> don't trust people in Hawaiian person, shirts. I've never met a decent person who wore Hawaiian ever. Uh, and this show only confirms my theory that that uh, that the only people who wear Hawaiian shirts are douchebags and Hawaiians. Um, oh my! What oh if? My. A, okay, what if it's the double whammy where it's a douchebag Hawaiian? We nuke them. Uh, <laughs> nuke Hawaiian. Harbor part two. Pearl Harbor Part 2, let's go. Pearl Harbor Part 2, okay. So yeah, Tepe's a cunt. Tepe is a cunt. Um, as you know, Tepe is my least favorite. Fuck Tepe. He's a piece of shit. I hate him. Um, my fa- uh, But my favorite character from season one uh, is the same as Shane's. It's me. Uh, Motherfucking Mion. Uh, I love Mion. Um... Out of all the characters in the show, she's the one. Uh, her comedy hits the most. I really liked how her comedy hits, and at the same, and I feel, and I think that it's saying something to I think her mental stability that she's the only character over the course of in all the fifty episodes who doesn't lose her shit. Yeah, yeah. She's the only one who doesn't lose her shit, at least until the and, and at least until she only like, traps her into a fucking uh into a dungeon her into like a dungeon. Yeah. Uh, Which and also then, fuck you, Shion, trapping your twin sister in a fucking dungeon when she didn't do anything wrong. Go fuck yourself. She literally didn't do shit. She didn't like, do anything to anyone. Why does she get? She, she, why does she get thrown into a dungeon? How do you justify this? It's just you being a crazy bitch. It's, it's, okay. It's, I think I'm done. I think I'm done ranting about Shion. I the fucking uh, I, I what I think I love about Mion though as a character is the fact that. Uh, you know, is is uh, you know, the thing I love about Mion a lot is how like I think Mion's the perfect example of a character that plays with your expectations every time. Like, the show wants you to believe that Mion is like the main villain of this fucking show for like the longest time, mm-hmm. but then it turns out, oh no, she's actually like no, she's not. She's like the nicest fucking yeah, she's the nicest girl you could planet. possibly meet. 
Yeah. And it, it's, it, every, it's everyone else who's fucking crazy. Yep. So, um, and I, I just love Mion. I think Mion's like, Mion's like one of my favorite like characters of this damn show. Mion's fucking um, bae. Um, I also want, uh, I think, well, let's talk about the animation of this show for a second, though. It's, uh, interesting. It's, it's interesting. This is Studio Dean. Um, Which means, you know, it could be Pooh. Who knows? Is it Pooh? Not really. No, it's, um, you know, it's, it's all right. It's all right, uh, with the exception of some episodes, which are really good. Um, that last episode was damn good. Oh, yeah, the um, fight between Keiichi and Reyna has got some pretty good animation on it. Yeah, it got some pretty good animation on it. It's got some like uh, good exaggeration, squash and stretch and yeah. stuff like this that. Isn't, no, yeah, yeah. Higurashi has never been known for his visual. Even in the VNs, uh, the VN uh, designs are, ooh, not good. Um, yeah, can I just say, this is... Like I like I like the animation enough in the show. The art style is where I'm a little mixed though, because I'm not a huge fan of like the early to mid two thousands huge eyes, giant heads visual style. It's it really off putting. It was everywhere. Um, it like was when everywhere. fucking when fucking Rika is like a tiny seven year old girl, where her body is as thin as a twig and her head is the size of a bowling ball. It's like okay, <laughs> something's off here. And I don't. I think he's. I have a lot. I. 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 I've seen a lot of anime like this. I know. It's. It's just always off-putting to me. Yeah. And I feel that works in the show's favor because the show ends up killing them. Yeah. Um, And it looks really. And it's like it's creepy. Yeah, it's supposed to be creepy. Um. And I don't mind it. I I think the. I think the art style really works, and it really like gives like this like i've always said higurashi is kind of like a slice of life series gone horribly horribly wrong yeah and that's pretty much and the art style reflects that the art style is standard slice of life designs but if they were murderers yeah this is one of those this is one of those shows as matt put it where the 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 kind of met animation plays into its favors a lot yeah yeah it does it really does and and it and it sets it apart with some damn great direction and framing. Like this, this is a wonderfully directed show that really plays up all of like the the tension and the uh, and like it uses that animation to its advantage. Like like in the first couple of episodes when he opens the door and you just see Rainer's eye just slide into yeah, that's frame. Yeah, those are the moments when I was actually legitimately scared. When it's like, yeah. it's always involving the doors. Because there's a time yeah. he opens the door and fucking Raina slams it open and her eye is just there and she's like, you're gonna yeah. be at school tomorrow, KG, right? And you're right? like, uh-huh. And then there's a time when her and Mion go to visit him with the rice balls and then Mion does the same fucking thing. Where she, like, slams the door open, her eyes are staring, she's like, you will be at school tomorrow, right? Was was it it Reyna, or was it Neon, where he slammed the door on the fingers? It was Reyna. She slammed Reyna. He slammed Reyna's fingers on the door. Oh, that scene is fucking great. It is. I would do that to that crazy bitch. Like, no, get out of my house. Leave. So, any other, um... things you want to bring up for season one before we wrap up season uh that we haven't mentioned yet uh uh the killing arc is outstanding yeah it is uh that's the best arc period shane yeah i i I really don't have anything that hasn't already been said Mm -hmm. uh so um 
Final score. So final scores for season one. Oh, I like how we don't even go into like criticisms or negatives or anything because Matt doesn't have any for this show. I don't. I really don't. Uh, I mean, I have one nitpick. That's why. That's why I was asking. Do you have anything else to say? Oh, oh. I, I thought uh, we were dumb, doing the normal like, thing where it's like positives and then it, negatives. Negatives. Okay, never mind. Dog okay, bitch. Yeah. Excuse me. Hey, I'm fuck a you, Matt. <laughs> Anyways, no, uh, I have one minor nitpick, and it's it's honestly not enough to really lower the score, uh, but I'm going to bring it up again. Uh, this anime has a bad habit of introducing pointless red herrings. Explain. So... There's the gun. Okay. The, the gun is the big one, and it was the one that confused me through the entire anime. Um, then there's stuff that's kind of it's a red herring at the at that moment, but then it's solved later. So really, I can't argue with that stuff. But it's just I, I don't know. It's just uh, it kind of took me out of the immersion when I when I'm like, that's not. Obviously, a thing. You gotta watch this show with a pen and paper and write down everything. Yeah, if you're not writing detailed notes, you're missing like half of the things that happen. Yeah, which is ironically, which is ironically, my only issue with the show is that it can get a little too complex at times. But I know that plays into the whole mystery element. It's meant to be like that, so you know, I can't really say much on that. It's just you know. Sometimes it's a little too complicated for its own good, but... Pay attention to Takano's necklace, by the way. Every time she has her necklace on, she's working for Tokyo. When she doesn't, she's not. Final score time. Yeah, yeah, final score. Let's start with uh, Spencer here. Final score for season one, specifically. Uh, Nine out of ten. A nine? Yep. But, like, a very solid nine. Mm Mm-hmm. I, it's it's not, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's just good. Like, yeah. I'm not going to say the other. It's just yeah. really good. Shane, what, score, what do you give season one of Higarashi? I agree with Spencer. I give it a high 9 out of 10 because it does a lot of things really, really great. And even though, you know, some things are a little too complex, I can't deny the fact that this show does mystery and horror extremely well. And it, it got me invested. I, I cared about Hinamizawa and the people in it. So it, it's, it's got a couple things holding it back for me. So I can't give it a 10, but it's a very high 9. My score is about to be the most obvious score ever in the history Gee, of the Matt, podcast. Gee, Matt, what do you give fucking Higurashi? That perfect 10, boys. Yeah, be the stereotypical cunt. <laughs> Just, uh, it, fucking Higura- Higurashi's amazing. Like, I, I, I can't think of a of another horror show that i've that a horror anime that's not a movie because uh that's not a because there's a couple of horror anime horror movies that really like do it for me mm-hmm. but like outside of horror shows higurashi is the only one that i can go back to and still say yeah that's spooky um <laughs> that's uh, spooky yeah that, that gives us an average score of a 9.3 out of 10 that might, I think that it, it, that's for fucking high. Um, yeah. Uh, let's move on to season two. Uh, which mm-hmm. is, which this is, is the as, shit to talk about. 
yeah, because there's a lot of stuff here. Uh, season two is called Higurashi no Nakukoro ni Kai. Um, not to be confused with Dragon Ball Z Kai. Um, I don't think anyone would make that confusion, Matt, but, you know, some people are idiots. Wait, so. wait, why is Goku beating two women with a baseball bat? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, because he, he wanted to train with them, dude. Do you think that, do you think that Keiichi cosplays as Goku at anime conventions? No, he cosplays as a maid. <laughs> Against Ooh. his will, though. Against yeah. his will. The, his punishment, he needs to go to the nearest anime convention. He needs like to go a, to Yomacon dressed as a maid. As, as a maid, and he hates it. I'm pretty sure, no, I'm pretty sure Kiichi embraces it at this point. Like, he just expects it. Why, he's because just he, like, he knows he's shit? Because he's, he, he's like, <sighs> give me the dress. They're gonna beat me anyway, I might as well play into it. Is this what you want, you crazy cunts? Okay, so I'm going to cut everybody off right now. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm going to say this right now. Mm-hmm. This this anime, this season of anime is perfection. Oh, yeah, yeah. Season two is, is like... It is absolutely perfection. And when watched in tandem with season one, I can probably... I'm not... I, I have my own personal favorites, but I can say that at least in the top three, maybe top two, Higarashi is the single greatest mystery anime, horror anime definitely for me, but mystery anime ever made. Period. This what the perfect. fuck even happens? What is going on in this goddamn village? Yeah, turns out that Kai explains pretty much exactly what's going on, actually. Hey, guess um, what? You know that fucking, you know, the curse of Oyashiro-sama? The, it, he bullshit. kills people and fucking it, banishes others? Guess what, bitch? It's a virus! Everyone's it's a sick! Virus. It turns out that the, that the curse is some bullshit! Um, mm-hmm. they li- the curse was made back in ancient times to prevent people from leaving the village, so that way they kill anyone when they left the village because of the parrot because of a virus that can only survive in this particular climate and everyone's infected and everyone's infected because it's in the fucking air um so because, uh, this season is some fucking crazy bullshit dude there's some crazy ass shit this season and it really played like and the one that I, this season goes full into into like the virus stuff mm-hmm. like it's like okay it's like oh yeah it's the virus but turns out there is a god there is a god and there is supernatural super shenanigans going on just not the supernatural shit you thought was going on at the no. time um so it's something completely different um like okay, uh, g- like going directly from season one into season two, immediately, mm-hmm. like it's almost immediate. You can tell just how much higher quality this season is over season one, which is already mm-hmm. some good ass shit. But season two somehow ends up being better. Yeah, like I don't understand season- how they pulled this off. Like the animation, like the animation in season one was mostly just okay to good. This this season is downright gorgeous at points yeah the the art got a huge upgrade yeah probably because the first season sold like a fuck ton of copies because they moved it because the original higurashi was like late like a 3 a.m on a sunday uh because it it, mainly due to how violent it was 
Uh, and they and it and they weren't expecting it to sell as well as it did. But then it sold like fucking gangbusters. So they moved it to Friday and gave it a bigger budget. And then now and Higurashi blew up. And now it's like one of the most popular fucking things. It was like eh, horror anime in Japan. Yeah, like, now it's highly regarded. Yeah. Um, and I love I love this season. Now season two kind of does away with a lot of the horror season. It's not as it's not it's not nearly a horror as much of a horror show, but instead places its focus squarely on the mystery and the character development of Rika, uh, who at the end of season one was slowly being revealed to be one of the ma- one of the major players going into season two. So let's talk about uh, season two. What's your favorite episode from season two, Shane? Okay, um, this this season, like I said. It's got some real good shit in it, but there's one episode in particular that stands out for me, and that is episode 13 of season oh, two. This oh, is the, the episode where everyone finale. gets killed by Takano. Oh, yeah. This is this where se- she mows everyone down in the fucking forest. <laughs> and th- th- this is the episode after everyone has realized that, you know, you know, R- Rika has basically come out and said, you know, we're in a time loop. We got to fix this shit. And Keiichi's like, we can fight against fate. We just have to believe. And, and everyone's dies. and everyone's in on it. And then they fucking die. And it's just like I said with last season, episode 20 <sighs> to me is like a pure definition of what this show is. This episode, I feel, is like the definitive episode of Higurashi because... Mm. It plays into the mystery really well with some unexpected twists and turns. It shows why this cast of characters is so goddamn endearing. Um, And it's got the brutal shit because everyone gets mowed down in the forest and they all die a horrible death. And it's like, okay, if you want to sell me on Higurashi, this is the episode to do it because this episode's fucking outstanding. Yeah. Spencer, what's your favorite episode of season? My uh, favorite episode of season is episode 22, the Festival of Company with Jack 9, Offensive Defense. Oh, this is a good one. So, this deals with one of my favorite themes <sighs> in anime, and my favorite idea in general, actually, is the idea of free will versus predetermination. Mm-hmm. Can you change fate? Is fate solid? Is it set in stone? Can you eat and it? <laughs> is it a the answer is... If fate is cooked into a pie, and you eat the pie... Do you gain its powers? Do you gain the red string of fate? The answer is... Maybe. Kind of? Maybe? Depends. Possibly. The show makes it ambiguous that, like, whether or not they actually defeated fate or not. They make it pretty ambiguous. They make it very ambiguous. However, still tackles that idea incredibly well. So, they do it. They defeat the timely, they defeat the villain, they defeat the quote-unquote curse, so they can finally get out of June 1983. Mm-hmm. Finally, after two seasons and countless killings and deaths and brutality, it tackles this idea incredibly well with all the characters kind of coming to terms with the idea of what's been happening and the idea that these time loops, they don't want them to happen anymore. We're done. After all of them have gained knowledge of what happens and through the, through, through the second season kind of understanding mm-hmm. and coming to terms with the idea of these time loops, um, this episode is basically them going, yeah, 
fate is not solid. Fate is malleable, and we can try to change it. And this is also actually my favorite art as well, the Festival of Pumpkin art. Um, it's just, it's a really fucking good theme, and the episode plays in that theme incredibly well. Excellent choice. My favorite episode of season my my favorite episode of, of uh, season two is the finale, um, um, episode twenty four. End when they shit uh, all over Takano's face. Yeah. So now, uh, the show makes the bold decision to actually redeem Takano in the end. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. Which I know a lot of people actually have problems with. Um. Because I know a couple of people who just couldn't get... I, they just could not get behind that. But I feel like that works in the show's favor. Because the show itself is about redemption. Like, if Shion can get redeemed, I'm pretty sure that fucking Takano can get redeemed. Especially considering that a lot of her actions in this episode are revealed to be a result of the parasite itself. And not, like, and not like out of her own will. Basically, Higurashi's about trauma. Tugarashi's always been about trauma and how it affects people on a psycho- on a deep psychological level. And Takano is one of those kids. Like I think it's like talk is like a toss up between Takano and Sadako, who are like the most fucked characters in the head in terms of how much trauma they have had to go through over the course of their life. And to see and and one thing and I love and I love how. Higurashi brings everything full circle at the end. The final episode goes back to where the show began, and that's at the Con Festival. But everything's like it, unlike the first season where the the Con Festival was filled with this constant like stream of like of uh, of like un like uh, uncertainty, paranoia. Uh, this one is like upbeat. It's happy, and finally they're out of this fucking loop. They're and out of this goddamn nightmare, and they can finally drift some cotton. If I find drips of fucking cotton, and then just the image of Rika pulling the uh, calendar back and seeing that it's July first, July first, Canada Day, um, yeah. uh, and they're just and it's just a ha- it's just a happy thing to see, and you're just like fucking fight. You feel so happy for all of them, and it's absolutely great. So Shane, who's your favorite character in season one? And because I have the same one, there's I'm only one goddamn good. pick, and it's Rika. It's Rika. It's motherfucking Rika, cause goddamn, she gets the best goddamn arc in all of fucking Higurashi. Yeah, she does, and it's great. This season's about Rika. There was no other. Way yeah, to no, put she it. is basically the main character. Yeah, she basically is the main. She's the main character season of uh, of season of season two. Yeah. Uh, and they focus. Yeah. They focus on like her supernatural prowess and how she's constantly had to live these these few days over and over and over again. She's had to witness the same events, watch everyone die, and she's just fucked in the head. She's like, we gotta fucking get out of here, man. We gotta f- fucking break this time loop. I can't watch all my friends die again. And then her inner, her relationship with Hanyu is a great... It's like they complement off of each other really Hanyu, well. by the way, is adorable, and I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, fucking, uh, the way the, uh, fucking, I love, I just think the idea is like, but one of the things I love about like Rika is the fact that a lot of shows with timers don't do this is that they, when they keep the characters the same age, they kind of like stay the same personality. 
like with that age. Rika, she's like how old is she? She's like eight. She's like imagine. seven or eight. Seven or eight. Seven or eight. But she acts like she's like in her like fifties. Mm-hmm. She's like so. She's like a wise old woman, and I love. Part of yeah. the reason why I love her so much in this season is because of how much they delve into her psyche and how the time loop is actively fucking with her. Yeah. It's just it's just it just leads to a lot of great moments with her. And honestly, in season 1 I wasn't a huge fan of Rika just because but I felt like I just felt like she was kind of there. She didn't really do anything. She's like the Nico Nico Ni character. Nipa. Yeah, Nipa. She's that character. She's just there to be cute. But then season 2 they completely fucking do a 180 on her. And By the way, um it's fucking amazing. Rika is 10. That but bitch she, is not ten. I don't she's believe not, you. She looks she, like she's a child. She's I know, but child. according to, to Wikipedia, she is ten. Mentally, at least one hundred and ten. Oh my god! Okay, uh, she's ten. Her birthday is August twenty first, nineteen seventy two. So yeah, I mean for ten. Which means that she's that if she was alive, is it that if she's dead? That this means that she would be around in her forties right now. Yes. Yeah, she would be around in her forties. Um, Spencer, who's your favorite character? Because Rika's mine, and I agree completely with Shane on that. Is it still uh, the boy? He's not really in the second season. He doesn't do shit. He doesn't do shit because he's mostly in the question arts. He doesn't really do a lot in the yeah. answer. He's arc. just like, we can beat his fate, the and then season. just leaves. His arc is pretty much done by season one anyways, so well, like, his storyline's pretty much after done. After the curse killing arc, he's basically, his arc's done. Well, the stuff with Rain at the end, yeah. of, the se- end of season one, that wraps up her... That Which is really up- cute, oh, by the way, and I ship them. No. It's it's Keiichi and Mion, dude. Yep. No. Keiichi and yeah, Mion. so fucking wrecked. Especially, I think that's the can. I think that's the canon. I think I no. I, I swear to God, it's fucking Reina and Keiichi. Uh, he's never come out and said yeah, what it actually is. But um, um, I wouldn't go after Reina, the bitch. Reyna's good. I love Reyna, dude. I don't know. I love Reyna. I actually have no idea. Like, uh, all of her paranoia is literally just because of the virus. Outside of that, she's pretty much like a stand. She's pretty much like fucking. The, she's a fucking adorable outside of that. Like she, yeah. ta- she takes cute things home. She when likes she's not murdering. Which well, she only, which, which anybody she only... can be cute when they're not murdering Shane. That is, you know what? That is true, and that's just you a know personal what? bias. Fuck it. I'm calling it now. That's the episode title. Anything can be cute when you're not murdering it. Man, that's long-winded. <laughs> that's a long wind, almost like mom and dad got a divorce. Of course, yeah. That's somehow longer. But though. yeah, no, it, it's a. Uh, yeah, honestly, it's probably Reyna. Uh, okay. It's a lot of growth in this arc. She does, yeah. She does. In this, oh, I guess in this arc, in this season. Well, um, I, I, I will admit, even though I'm not a huge fan of Rina as a character, the storyline with her dad and the divorce and mm-hmm. everything is really good. Yeah. Uh, Reina is really good uh, as both a character. She's really adorable when she's in her normal state. And when she's too when she's over-paranoid and she gets into a kind of a crazy state, she's nuts. And they have to tie her to a chair because she keeps trying to take Hanyu home. Mm-hmm. Because she likes cute things. Yeah, she's got a weird though. lolly fetish. Yeah. I don't think it's a lolly fetish as so much she just likes cute things. She does she says Kai Keiichi's cute when he's in the maid outfit and she fucking tries to take a cat home. So I think she I think she just loves cute things. Yeah, yeah she can't she can't help herself. 
But, um, yeah, no. Raina's my favorite. Okay, now who's everyone's yeah. least favorite? This is going to be interesting. Ta, ta, fucking, not Takano. It's the bitch. It's that bitch who fucking, it's, it's Tamiya. Fucking uh, silver-haired girl who does nothing the entire season. I don't even just... know who you're talking about. <laughs> okay, to give you some context, Shade, for you, because, uh, you, if you don't remember, she's the girl that Takano teams up with to... After the Tokyo, uh, after the Tokyo group fucking laughs at her theories, and then she teams up with her. She's the one that's constantly over the phone. Oh, that bitch! Right, right. Okay, I remember. Yeah, she doesn't do anything. Yeah, she yeah. just bitches at Takano every now and then. It's like you got to get your shit done. Click. Because <laughs> I, I, because I, because I know for fucking sure that like they were building her up as like this big villain. And then th- nothing, like yeah. nothing at all. But yeah, no, I agree with Spencer. Least favorite character is Takano. Takano. Yeah, because she's fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah, fucking bitch. Get, she has again, like every crazy person in this fucking show, she has her motives and she has her reasons. But this bitch, cold blooded. This bitch, terrorist. This bitch. Mm-hmm. Murder. She killed 2,000 people. Yeah. For no yeah. real justifiable reason that anyone would accept. She. I want I, I want to prove that this thing exists. Well, Bombs an entire did. village. <laughs> That's pretty much exactly what she did. Yeah, and uh, I, understand, I understand her reasoning for everything, but it's like... Okay, your fucking granddaddy, not granddaddy, got laughed at for his dumb research on the Hinamizawa syndrome, which ended up being a real thing, and you wanted to avenge him. Guess what? Murder is not the answer. And fucking, fucking does this every loop. It, it implies, this happens every loop, by the way. It's like one of the few fixed things that always happens, is that Takano fucking nukes the villains, basically. Yeah. Gasses the entire Gas village. Leak. Basically, gases the entire village. Um, oh, excuse me. It's a, a volcanic eruption. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a, a, a volcanic eruption in the swamp. Like, are you people stupid? How does anyone okay. buy that? I want to mention this. Okay, I'm going to mention it. Uh, uh, but, uh, uh, actually, I'll mention it when you get to other stuff. But, like, yeah, like, Takato's a bitch. Uh, I, I just like... I, bitch. Also... What? I I, I want to mention a little bit of trivia. Mm-hmm. This is mostly aimed at Matthew because he knows what I'm going to talk about. Mio resembles Lamba Delta from Umineko. Yeah. He, which is certainty? Yeah, because they're related. I'm pretty sure. <sighs> they're not related, actually. The author came out and said, oh, yeah, no, they're not related. It was a red herring. Yeah, it was a red herring. I know for sure there's someone from Rika's family is in Umineko. Yes. Because, um, speaking of Umineko, uh, Shane, play Umineko. Uh, no. <laughs> Shane said I, it. Uh, I don't, own it. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I own it. On what? PC. PC. Well, I own the first four volumes. Wow. It's on, the P- it's on PS3. I'm pretty fucking sh- I get Steam nowadays, pretty much. It's on Steam. Yep, because Hirachi's on Steam. Man, if um, only I use Steam. But yeah, fuck talking now. Yeah, fuck talking now, bitch. 
All right. Uh, any other positive? Any positives you? Um, the animation. Everything uptick. really. Animation uptick. Um, story uptick. Character uptick. Basically, the only positive I have to say at this point is what I said at the beginning is that this took everything that was great about season one and jacked it up to fucking eleven. Yeah, because like mm-hmm. you can also, tell, you can tell the difference in quality okay. just by transitioning between the two seasons. Like season one is really fucking good, but season two is on a whole other level. The only, the only thing that's weaker than season two, P. Yeah, the, the yeah OP. the OP isn't as good. Yeah, uh, still really good. I still really like it, but like I actually, not- I actually ended up skipping it most of the time just because the the first one is so good in comparison. Like the first one is stupid good. It's stupid good. Um uh but um are there any uh, criticisms? Are there any criticisms? The only criticism I have is not a criticism of the show, but just something I found funny is that the fucking military people in this are dumb. Oh yeah, they're fucking idiots. <laughs> they're so stupid. And they're like, as soon as, soon as the plan goes awry and Takano is basically taken down, they're like, "Welp, bye, 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 see ya." And they all run away. We'll fu- we'll we'll look for our checks in the mail. Talk to you later. Pretty much, I don't. I, it's not against the show because it's not a cursive at all. I just think it's funny. It's really funny. All, it's it's pretty funny. Like as uh, soon oh, as as soon as things go to shit, they jump ship. I, okay. Also, you forget the funniest part of the fucking series. It's in episode like twenty two or twenty three, I think. No, it's episode twenty three when uh, it's fucking. It's when um, Kazai is like has the shotgun and he shoot and he's like shooting people through the wall. He makes he makes someone like turn off the fucking alarm, like the gas system. And he's like, okay, yeah, here's your reward. And just fucking clobbers him with the fucking shotgun. Kazai is great, dude. Yeah, Kazai is great. I love fucking, I, and I love how he gets to One thing I love about the last, like, arc, by the way, is that pretty much they, it, they give, like, every character, like, a moment to shine, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, even, like, the side character, even, like, the side characters, like, they get something to do, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, I pretty and I'm no criticisms from anyone. I'm pretty sure. I oh, um, one of those cases. I do. This is a criticism. This is just a an addendum. Uh, I watched um, Ray and Kira. Oh yeah, Ray and Kira. We're not covering those because we're not OVAs. covering those. Yeah, and also Kira's not licensed. Yeah, Kira so, isn't licensed. Yeah, I, I watched Ray too. Let me tell you, that was a waste of three hours. Ray is not. It's not I awful. enjoyed Ray. I, I enjoyed Ray and I enjoyed Kira actually quite a and bit. For what I, w- they were. I wasn't a huge fan of Ray just because it's comp- it's five episodes comprised of a three episode arc that really doesn't add anything in the long run to the ending, and it's sandwiched between two filler episodes. So two, yeah. like slice of life. The thing is, is that what happened was I'm pretty sure that they it it, it went for what I like to call yeah. Ava syndrome, where like. The um, where like the initial thing that they were deconstructing, it ended up going back to to sell to make money. Cause like and fucking it like shows. <laughs> it shows. I mean, it's not bad. I, I like these characters. So I like. Just I mean, yeah, like like it wasn't bad, but at the end, 
Where I'm like, okay, I just watched an episode of everyone trying to get Keiichi's thong because it's going to turn him into an egomaniac. And then the finale was fucking, we got to save Reina from these talismans or else she'll fall in love with everyone. It's like, okay. She has an episode where Rika wakes up when she's a magical girl. Okay. All right. Dude, Kira is fucking amazing. I love Kira. Fucking, um... Fucking, uh, and she and Sadako are both magical fight against the Magic Society, Tokyo Magica, which is Tepe, Takano, Okanagi, and uh, Tagaki, and they need to save Hinozawa from de- demonic, like, de- from, like, demons. Uh, okay, you know what? That sounds kind of incredible. Dude, it, Kira's great. Uh, I, I would have rather I would... watched that than Ray. Uh, the fucking, uh, there's an, ep- the, there's, um... There's an episode where there's a there's a there's basically a love rectangle episode between Keiichi, Mio, and Shinon and Reina, with all of them yep. trying to get Keiichi's affection, which doesn't make any sense because Shion is not in love with fucking Keiichi. It's no, Satoshi, she you fucking dumb loves fuck. Satoshi. Fuck off, Keiichi. And at the end of at the end, she comes to terms with Satoshi being a colossal asshole, <laughs> and, and it's she, like, and she, she's like, hmm. Fucking, they decide on a game of chance to figure out who he would go on a go a date with. But he, instead of picking any of them, he picks Oyo, the fucking, uh, fucking, uh, Mion's grandma. Oh. Wow. By accident. Because <laughs> it's funny. All right. <laughs> Dude, take it off your is fantastic. Here, let me just go out on a date with this 80-year-old woman. <laughs> to piss y'all off, pretty much. Fuck you guys. <laughs> That's that's something Casey would do though. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So okay, I think score. yeah. I think it's time for final, final scores. Sco- final scores. Uh, Spencer, what's your final score? Final score for Higurashi no Nako Nako Wako Paco. Um, <laughs> season two, Kai. Uh, yeah. Ten out of ten. It's perfect. And I have one thing to say for people who are come back and are interested in. Uh, playing the VNs. Just as a heads up, they're technically meaning that they deal more so in atmospheric music and sound compared to visuals. Uh-huh. So if you're going in there looking for like foldable or like extremely high detailed portraits, the art in both Higarashi and Umineko aren't great. They're very simplistic portraits. Um, they don't go through a lot of animations. But it's still an outstanding story, and I recommend that you play through it. They're pretty cheap on Steam. I think they're like three or four dollars, um, and yeah. it's worth it to play and watch it. So have fun. All right, Shane, what do you give Higurashi no Nako Kodoni Kai? I give Higurashi season two. I got a P out of ten. Wow. Oh. No, just kidding. It's a motherfucking ten. It's a 10. It's a motherfucking 10. You know what? I was going to go in here and saying it's a 9 because, you know, even though it does answer everything that was left uh, hanging in season 1, there's still some kind there's still some kind of things that are a little iffy like the syndrome and everything, but you know, retrospectively looking back on it and then talking about it with you guys, yeah, th- this season's a 10. Like like easy 10. So it's so good. Like I like I said at the beginning, you can tell the massive jump in quality between seasons. 
Season 1 was good enough on its own, but they somehow made this season better and more engaging. And honestly, that's all I fucking need to give it a 10. Give me something enthralling that I can care about and make it interesting and amazing while you're doing that. He's easy 10. So yeah, yeah. season 2 is a 10. Uh, I enjoyed every second watching it. I watched it in like a day because I was so into it. So there you go. This, show, this season's amazing. Um, if I gave the first season a 10, it's pretty obvious what I'm going to give season 2. Season 2 is a 17 out of 10. The, the season And a season 2 is actually a 1 out of 10. It's garbage. No, yeah, it's garbage it's a, and never watch it. No, it's it's an easy 10. This is an easy 10. Uh, most of my praises from the first season come over to this one. Um, it's definitely more mystery focused than season one is. Uh-huh. Uh, season one more of a horror. This is more of a mystery. But I love how it like takes a more the yes. visual novel because it does take a lot more liberties than mm-hmm. the original. Mm-hmm. It does, yeah, but no. to its adva- to its advantage in order to tell a much more compelling narrative about Rika. And I really ap- and I absolutely absolutely love it. And I think it's. Definitely, and Higurashi, and thank God for the longest time, season two was not licensed. It was we like like season two has only been licensed for like about four years at this point. It was for a lo- for the longest time, Kai was never licensed. Well, and now I'm, we can easily watch it legally. You can easily watch it legally now, and it's so and I love and I've no and Higurashi and I and I love how Higurashi is getting like this resurgence in popularity after all this time because of that and i'm very very happy That's and good. i no and, and i know for sure there's another when they like fuck it uh fuck it uh on uh, uh uh there's another Kotal knee game coming yes um uh there's another one coming um i don't know what uh what's it going to be uh when it's going to be but it's a uh, there's another one coming and hopefully and hopefully it's just as good as as uh, as this one is Hopefully, um, and, and hopefully it's not as bad as the Human Echo adaptation. Because oh fuck, um, that was Garbaggio. <laughs> Holy fuck, that sucked. Um, but if you know how sad that maybe, dude, dude, you want to know why it sucked? The author of the games refused to tell anyone, but the director and the voice actress for Beatrice, what the fuck actually happens? Yes, I know, I know. He because he, he was so desperate to keep the mystery, and I'm like, are you that fucking paranoid that people are gonna figure it out? Yes. Like, are you, um. Also, apparently, also they did. Higurashi was adapted after all the visual novels, all the follies were out. Mm-hmm. Umineko was adapted when only half the game was actually done. Yeah, that spells okay. a disaster. I'm gonna yeah. ask you something, Shane. Okay. Have you heard the OP for Umineko? No. Okay. Well, because it's dope. Listen to it after. We'll listen to it after. It's amazing. It's such a good OP, dude. All right. I'll take your word for it, but we need to wrap this up. Yeah, we did. And that wraps up the month of Spook. Let's uh, yeah. let's real quick before we end this. Uh, what was your favorite show of the month? Higurashi. Spencer. Um. Mm, probably. Helsing Ultimate. Yeah, I gotta agree with Spencer. Helsing. Helsing's got a... I got a soft spot for Helsing. Yeah. So... I got a soft spot. However, if we're talking the best show I watched that I hadn't beforehand, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's Higurashi. It's, yeah, it's Higurashi. Yeah. Hands down. Higurashi. In terms of, like, a ranking for the month of spook shows from best mm-hmm. to worst, or most favorite to least favorite, 
Helsing, yeah. Higurashi, Parasite, High School of the Dead. Helsing, Higurashi, High School, Parasite. Parasite might change after I finish it. But... Well, you never finished it, so that yeah, makes... exactly. Uh, I uh, Higurashi. Mine's basically the same as Shane's, but switch Higurashi and Helsing around. Um, uh, actually, maybe put Parasite above Helsing. I think I enjoy Parasite. Huh. Um, uh, I don't know. Stuff when Parasite was good, it was really, yeah, really yeah. Good. Parasite, Parasite was damn good. I just yes. got, I just got a fucking weak spot for Helsing, I man. Love Hel- I love Helsing as well. So like, there's that. And with that, we return to our normal schedule. Yeah. Um, so we'll be, we'll, uh, we'll be back on our two week schedule starting after today. Yeah. And which means that it's time to go back to the to the randomizer, boys. Oh shit! Oh it's back god! To the randomizer. Um, Fuck! I actually forgot we were doing this. <laughs> um, if you if you are uh, if you guys are new, if, if, for those who are new to the podcast, for our normal schedule, um, we repeat the uh, we you know, we switch around whoever uh, our anime picks for featured anime. Um, well, for you for one uh, one week, me or Shane will uh, pick the featured anime, and we usually and we rotate who picks it, um, and then. Um, and then, uh, the, and then every other week, uh, in between those weeks, we have a randomizer where we pick a, it's a anime completely randomly generated on a randomizer where we have no idea what we're about to get. However, due to recent updates to the randomizer, we now have metas that we can use to meta the fuck out of the randomizer because we are able to do that because we're fucks. Yeah, so, basically. <laughs> so, Spencer has already used his meta. Yeah. In the, we in, all know uh, how that happened. We know how, yeah, how, we that, all know how that turned out. Uh, so already walked to an amazing meadows. Um, <sighs> now, now this will be our final randomizer of the year. Before, um, uh, this will be our final random uh, randomizer anime of the year. So both me and Spencer, uh, both me and Shane, have rank- meadows that we can use. Mm-hmm. I am not. I have. I have. I have decided I am not going to use my meta uh, for this year. So this meta for this year will disappear because they do not stack. Uh, yeah, no, that stack, would be that would be uh, a tournament band. No, that would be that would be uh, dumb, uh, and it'll be a waste of time too. Like why? Uh, yeah. Um. So Shane, this is up to you. Um. Do you wish to use your ra- uh, use your meta on this particular uh, randomizer? You know. Metal? Okay. I thought since it's the last randomizer of the year, and you're not using your meta, might as well use my meta. So I'm fucking cashing mine in, boys. Okay, so oh, Shane is going to cash in a meta. He's I'm, I'm cashing in game. my meta. Do, 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 do. He's playing the yeah. meta. What's he yeah. going to get? All right, Hopefully so. what he wants. Yeah. What do you, okay, so Shane, uh, what uh, what language do you want it in? Uh, either or, just all. Any? Sub or dub. All right. all right. What years do you want to release between? Okay, I want it between 2016 and now. 2016 and now? Yes. Okay. All right, Inclu- genres included. Okay, for genres, I want action, comedy, mystery, seinen, supernatural. Seinen, supernatural. All right, so is that action, comedy, mystery, seinen, and supernatural? Yes, and exclude everything else. And exclude everything else. Okay, I needed to, I, all right. I'm gonna, we're going to repeat it one last time. Mm-hmm. So that way we can confirm metas, because the last meta we got would be fucked up. Uh, oh, Spencer, the, the meta didn't work. So 
this is going to so we're going to confirm it just so you want this all yes. right mm-hmm. released from 2016 to 2008 uh 2018 i think i know what you're getting um actually i think i know what you're getting i, I you played me dude i hate you so much i know what you're getting repeat um, it tell me action, the details 2016 and 2018 action comedy mystery scene and supernatural that's excluding that's, everything else that's correct I know what you're getting. That's dude. correct. Wait, Put it in, baby. I, I know what you're getting, dude. Wait Let's see second. what happens. Not Bungo. I thought he was gonna get Bungo. It's not Bungo. Yeah. I'm very sorry, guys. We did not get Taboo Tattoo. We got Taboo Tattoo, guys. We're doing Taboo Tattoo. Okay, I'm okay with that. Yeah. How many episodes is this shit? It's twelve. It's very short. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so we're doing taboo. T- so I thought Sh- Shane was trying to redeem himself and trying to get. Well, Bungo. Shane was trying to redeem me. Yeah, Shane was trying to redeem Spencer to get Bungo. Didn't get Bungo. Got taboo tattoo instead. Uh, which uh, taboo tattoo is uh involves Segi, a martial arts trained middle schooler, often feels driven to protect the weaker people around. And one day he defends a homeless man against some punks, and the strange man gives him a tattoo on his palm in return. The tattoo is a secret weapon produced in the arms race between America and the Syristanian kingdom. He finds himself overhead when a powerful girl using the same secret weapon violently pursues him in order to retrieve it. His skill in martial arts may not be enough to keep him alive, but he will be. But how will we be able to learn the trigger's power of his tattoo in time? Taboo tattoo is available to legally watch both on Crunchyroll and in front of me on Funimation. Um, if no, so such we will be covering taboo text. All right, so hold the fuck up. What <laughs> did Shane fuck up his meta? Hold on. <laughs> Eh. Get rid of all this bullshit. How? Are you playing me? Are you playing me or is it actually Taboo Tattoo? No. It's a- you're, you're, you're playing me, right? No. I, do you want me to take a screenshot of I, my screen right now? Spencer, is Bungo just cursed? Why the is the Bungo man. just cur- No, I actually thought I you were spe- fucking playing you know me. I'm taking a screenshot. I actually Take, thought you were no, fucking playing me. I trust me. you, Matthew. I trust you. However, it seems like me and Shane get Bongo fucking every time, but the moment yeah, that we get Literally, shit- I just did it right now, and the first thing that came up, Bungo. Every time I've done this specific Bungo's set of things, first. Bungo. You know I guess we're never doing Bungo. No, no I guess I- Bungo's never happening. I guess I'm just gonna die alone. No, because uh, because I've been telling you guys for fucking weeks I was going for fucking Kekai Sensen, and mm-hmm. in the back of my head I was like, I'm gonna fucking play them. We're gonna get to the randomizer. It's gonna be Bungo. It's gonna be the big redemption arc. Justice hashtag justice for Bungo. Hashtag justice for Bungo. It's actually taboo. Ta- fuck me. Fuck this. <laughs> You know what? Is, Fuck uh, it. Spencer, you fucking cursed Bungo. I didn't mean to. Speaking of which, I'm fucking tweeting you right now. Fucking, <laughs> fuck this. I'm watching Bungo on my own time. Fuck this shit. Alright, uh, I think it's time to wrap up. My name is Matt, aka Legion Rex. I'm your host. You can find me on Twitter and on YouTube. With me is my very angry co-host, Shade, aka the bearded one. How? 
Every you, time! Every fucking time I've done this randomizer, I'm Spencer levels of angry right now. Every fucking time I've done this combo on the randomizer, 100% bungo. How is it? It's the fucking recording curse. As soon as we hit record, nothing fucking goes our way. God damn it. You can find him on Twitter and on uh, on YouTube at the Bearded Gaming Network. He does a lot of great things there. He does podcasts. He does Let's Plays. He does unboxings. You can go check him out. It's a lot uh, of fun. It's a lot of fun. With the, I also have uh, probably equally as mad co uh, co-host uh, Spencer. How are you doing today? Uh, how are you? Uh, how are you? So, what do you say to lovely people watching? <laughs> <laughs> What a wonderful note that I am fucking just, angry. I just want to fucking watch Bongo. I just okay? want to fucking die, I dude. I just want to share this fucking fantastic anime with the masses. But you know what? Apparently, when I want to do something, and when Shane wants to have my back, apparently, the fucking randomizer goes, You know what? Maybe we should just fuck him. <laughs> dude, fucking, I had your back. I was in your corner this time. I was like, I'm, I'm going to redeem off. Spencer. Worry, I'm going to redeem Bungo. We're going to finally do it. I had a screenshot from the randomizer that I did this morning. So I made sure I had everything right. But apparently it doesn't matter what I want. It doesn't matter what Spencer wants. Apparently the universe just hates us. And it's just yeah. like, you know what? Just spread the cheeks. Just let me put my giant dick inside your ass and fuck you. Apparently we just can't get anything nice. Out of this randomizer. You know what? I'm just gonna watch Tattoo Tattoo. I'm just okay. well, I have to because you know I'm contractually yeah, I obligated. But well, I mean, I, I, I'm a co-host now. I'm contractually I'm obligated. obligated. I actually have to. So yeah. But I, fuck it. I'm just gonna watch Bungo on my own time. Fuck it. We'll I'll, I'll we'll... fucking message you if I do. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Yeah, just end it. Fucking end it. End my yeah. fucking life. End we'll... the podcast. No. We'll... See ya.